crazy times, the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have Boo. Welcome to the second annual Heroes of Noise Geek Out Freak Out. Come, children of the night, and experience your worst nightmares. Let us begin. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, children. Welcome to the Halloween episode of Heroes of Noise. I'm one half of the ghouls today. My name is Steve. Frightfully glad to meet you, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dan. Welcome to episode 41 of Heroes of Noise. You heard it right. Geek out, freak out number two. Coming at you today. Steve, we've been planning this one for a while. Are you excited? I am very pumped. I'm excited. I, I, I loved last year's. Last year's Geek Out Freak Out was amazing because you had some scary stories I did not expect from you. I was like, whoa, that was pretty freaking spooky. Depending on how things go today, I may have another one for you. I'm not sure if oh, I'm ready to unleash it wait. on the people yet. Oh, wait. I cannot wait. Brother, has, has, your, has your week been su- sufficiently spooky, Jay? I have tried to spook it up as much as possible. I don't think I've watched, like, I've watched a whole bunch of scary shit. Quote, unquote. Code unscrowed, I said. <laughs> How are we doing so far? Speaking in tongue. Yeah, but I've watched a lot of Halloween stuff, man, and I'm ready to talk about it. Not all of it, but a lot of it. So. I, yeah, I would, I would say that I watched a lot of Halloween stuff myself. <laughs> I will be doing this a lot today. Come, children of the night. That is funny. So, Dan, tell me how, before we start, tell me how your day's been going, man. Let me just turn this down real quick. I'm fantastic, dude. We're talking Halloween stuff, man. Like, it can't really get any better than this. I've been looking forward to this for, well, specifically over the last couple of days because I've been working on stuff and really trying to, like, you know, study up. But I've been waiting to talk about our trip to Hollywood Horror Nights. So there's just, there's just all this anticipation, man. I'm doing fantastic, sir. Now, you had a busy morning. You went to work today. I did. And, and it's funny because um, the only thing, like, as soon as I came back from work, before, you know, other than the podcast, the only thing on my mind was buying uh, candy for, the, for uh, Halloween. I, I love, I'm a big person for Halloween. Like, I love buying and handing out the, uh, ki- the candies to the kids and the teenagers that are dressed up. I just, I, I love it. I can't get enough. But that's not so much your thing, though, no? Um, actually, I'm more of a candy giver than like, I used to, I never even liked trick or treating very much when I was a kid. I would do it for a little what? bit. I, no, I liked it, but I would do it for just a little bit. And then I would come right back and just want to hand out candy. I liked seeing the costumes. Same with me. See, that's my, th- I think, and they're getting better and better each. The goal is for this year and it hasn't happened yet. I'm just hoping I don't get any black faces or anything like that. That's the goal. Hasn't happened yet. I haven't gotten any in the past, but if I was ever going to get one. It would be this year. Trick or treat. Megan <laughs> Kelly, what are you doing here? What are you? What are you? You silly goose, you. But I think, like, I want to have it so that next, like, I told you every year I plan on doing, like, a very scary um, thing in, at my house, but I've never gotten around to it. One of these days, I'm going to make a, a haunt at my crib. My backyard's big enough. 
And I'm going to make it super duper scary, dude. Like super scary. Like you want to make a full on maze and everything? Yes. That's pretty dope. I like that. I can yeah. appreciate that. I, you know, because I and, and what I'll do is I wanted to make it so that like there's going to be a, a behind a curtain. There's like bowls of whatever. And you put your hand in and it says it on the top what it is. And like for brains, I'd probably put like noodles or something like that. So it feels like they're touching the real stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be like, oh, that was fun and a mug and gross and everything. But again, that takes work, dude. Like I've seen people do it and it is work. Especially to break it down. Like once you have to, when everyone leaves and then you just have all this stuff in your backyard, you got to be like, oh, <laughs> dang. That seemed like a really good idea at first. <laughs> this is this was great until everybody's like, anyway, we had a great time. Bye. And you're like, oh, crap. I got to throw all this bull crap away. But yeah, I want to do a haunt. I think I'm going to hide on the top of my, my roof, you know, and I think I'm just mm -hmm. going to throw like chicken livers at kids. You know what? That's a great idea. Throw like tripe and things like that on them, you know? But you being on the roof, you 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 don't have a good reputation. Like your history of, um, you know, not falling isn't great. What are you talking about? Gee, like you fell off the back of a truck. That was a non-moving truck. Alcohol induced. Uh, I mean, would you say that you're not clumsy? No, I'm not clumsy. Okay. I'm not. I'm really not. I mean, you, you know, I believe you give me enough alcohol in a, in a music festival and sure, I'm going to get a little clumsy. Although I did oh, I one time, I did fall off a ladder one time when I was putting up Christmas lights. Uh-huh. But that's, yeah. But I live. Here I am. I live to talk about it. Yeah, but you're talking about going on the roof and throwing things. I just, um, I don't, I think the first person that's going to be thrown is you off of the roof. I'm just going to go with it, you know, and. I'll be like, look, dude, this is my plan. I will talk to you tomorrow and tell you how it, how it went. And then like in the middle of the night, you're going to be like, Stephen, <laughs> I fell again. I guess I can't call you because I'm dead. <laughs> oh, you people are going to get sick of this vocal effect. <laughs> Here's my problem. Like, so, so when you are a ghost, your voice is going to change into like a Dracula-like uh, tone. Because that's what I'm going to ask you as a ghost. I'm like, why is your voice changed, though, dude? No, no, Here's no. Your... Like, I may have a little something like this going on, but I won't be talking like this. Because that would be, like, hey, Steve, I, <laughs> I spent summer camp in Romania. <laughs> you know, you submerge yourself. You pick up the accent. <laughs> no, nah, I'll just hey, be spectral. That's all. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? What's that? Hey, Fred. <laughs> How would you like to? <laughs> the ghost of Ricky Ricardo. I don't think anyone knows what we're talking about, Jim. I don't know. Nah, the old people do, I think. You know what? We really got to get you a vocal effect because I have to hear that laugh with this sound effect. Oh, you don't want to do Here's <laughs> the funny thing. When I did the, the track, my laugh was so normal that I had to make another track to put the low... That gar that gargling laugh on because my laugh was just terrible, dude. I had to do so many vocal effects in order to make that laugh. It took forever, dude, because my laugh is just terrible. Let's talk about that for just a second, because ladies and yeah. gentlemen, I don't know if you uh, were paying attention. Maybe you arrived late. And if you did, I don't know how you did this, but go back and listen again. My man Steve came through with a genuine Halloween theme this year. I, yes. I applaud you, sir. I really, I think you did a fantastic, think, think fantastic job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. MVP of the show already. We haven't even got started yet. Well, when we were at Halloween Horror Nights, I was like, hey, 
I think I'm going to do a Halloween theme. Because I was listening and I was like, I, everything they're doing, I could do. So why don't I just do it for our show? And so um, uh, I got, dude, I took it. It, it, I took it seriously, man. It got crazy after a while. I'm like, oh, man, this is getting... Like, I'm already in. Like, at first, <laughs> it was going to be a simple little whatever. And I'm like, but what if I took the theme and did this? What if I did this? And I was like, okay, if I'm ever going to make this happen, I do it for my show. Because anyone, anything else, I would have just been like, ah, skip it. This, I was like, no, anything in my brain, I'm going to make it happen. That's it. I could see and you so, up at all hours of the night doing it, too, huh? Oh, dude. What time dude. are you doing this? Around 3 in the morning? Uh, Yeah, about 3 in the morning. And During the witching done, hours. Was like, it was so freaking fun making that, uh, making the, um, uh, the whole thing happen. And it was fun because I knew, okay, A, I knew as, not very often does this happen. As soon as I put bounce, I was like, Dan's going to love this. Sometimes I'm like, oh, how's Dan's going to lie? But as soon as I was like, oh, this is right up Dan's alley. I'm sorry that I this put you through so right much stress Dan. when you're considering things. I'm not, I, maybe I am that big of a control freak. I don't mean to be though. I'm sorry. No, you're not. It's just sometimes I don't know how you're going to like. So I was like, how are you going to dig this? But this one, I was like, oh, this is, uh, uh, this is Dan's <laughs> thing. This is for sure Dan's thing right here. And, uh, um, I knew you were going to, I was like, let me leave space because he's going to say some silliness on top of this. For sure. <laughs> I just winged and it today. Course. I was going to like that record was so it. Good. I was going to pre-record it, but I figured, ah, fuck it. We'll just wing it. You know? No, I like, dude, listen, I told you your, your Dracula voice is, is for the ages, man. <laughs> I don't know how you do. I can't do it. Just like your Christopher Walken. Those two things I cannot do. See, now we're going off of fiction now. See what you did? You went, we were doing fine. Now you got to throw fictitious statements in there. Gee, seriously. You're, but your Dracula is, you know what I want to know? What's that? Oh, this is, a, this is a great Halloween question. Where did that Dracula voice come? Was it the Count? But before the Count, was that how Lugosi talked? I think that's like, you know how like when you go to the fair or you go to like Disneyland and there's those people that are like doing characterizations of you and your yes, girl, yes. I think it's like that of the, like the, it's the impression. You know what I mean? That's, that's how it comes out. I think there was so definitely, the impression. Okay. yeah, there's definitely a quote unquote Romanian accent going on. Transl yes. Transylvanian <laughs> accent going on. But I think that over the years, people, dumbasses like myself have just made it like even worse. But yeah, I think my first experience with that was the count. I wish I had some lightning sound effects right now. Because it'd be like, you do. It is in, it's in logic. Yeah, but I don't know how to do it live. Oh, dude, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You know how, you know how long I had to freaking download all the extra. Like, I didn't even know there was a logic pro content thing where you click on it and it says, would you like to download all of the sounds for logic? I was like, oh, this would have been helpful to, oh, yeah. to have in the beginning. I found that on accident. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. I never it? knew it was there. No, I had no idea. I was like, why are some of my sounds grayed out? And it was like, oh, online it was like on logic pro help said oh you don't have all of the sounds downloaded when i downloaded all those sounds i was like oh my i was like able to do the oh ah, damian i was like yes <laughs> this is crazy and i used none of it but the fact that i could like the gospel choir sounds crazy <laughs> the gospel choir sounds crazy but i got a pop quiz for you real quick okay go for it dan does transylvania exist the place I believe so. I'll go okay, to the I'll I'm go going, to the net right now just to check it out. I'm going no. Oh no, I'm pretty sure it existed. Transylvania? Yeah, I mean I ain't been out that way, you know what I'm saying? Neither have I, but it doesn't sound real. Let me see here. 
Transylvania? People that really did well in school are just laughing at us right now. Oh, they're throwing something at the freaking radio. Yeah. Transylvania? Yeah. Transylvania is a region in central Romania. So, see, I called it. It's known for medieval towns, mountainous borders, and castles like Bran Castle and Gothic Ooh. fortress associated with the legend of Dracula. So that's where that's Dracula's hood right there. I think he lived on like 125th Street. You know, probably right there. You know, I didn't think about that. And here's my issue: Why is there a, right next to Earl's Liquor? There's a Transylvania and a Pennsylvania. Yeah. How weird is that? Not at all, Steve. That is totally weird, G. I'm glad you're tripping anything, on they it. Should be out, they should be around the same area. Pennsylvania and Transylvania should be in the general region. And I'm not talking about in the universe because they quite, they're quite close considering that. But in the general region, shouldn't Pennsylvania be next to Transylvania? I don't know, but I just saw a news article that our current administration is trying to not recognize Transylvania as a real place. Dude, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. Thank you very much. Is, oh, that's not true? No, dude. It's Let not. me tell you, how scary is that? That that sounds true. <laughs> you know, I mean, anything's possible <laughs> these days. You know what I mean? It's. I'm not fucking surprised true. by anything these days. But what I will say is, ladies and gentlemen, look. If you're mad at me for the fact that I didn't know Transylvania, why don't you write in? And I know you're asking yourself a question right now. You're saying, Steve, oh, person that's not great at ge- the geographically challenged, Steve. We don't know how to write to you. Do we write to Pennsylvania? Do we write? To Transylvania. That was a trick question. You write to neither. Where do they write to or call, bro? Okay, before I answer that question, I have, I have a question for you. Do I do this in normal mode or do I do this in Halloween mode? Oh, you I are. Do don't, don't. Time? Why are you asking me? You already so just, know what I'm doing. <laughs> my first choice is This Chris could be a Walken. complete fucking That's disaster. That's my first choice. I can't do this it. my first choice. And then the second choice is Dracula. All day, every day. Okay, I'll try my best. If I fuck this up, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry. But- Oh, you're not going to. Nonetheless, here we go. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> oh, snap! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, ghosts and ghouls. Welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast. Should you need to reach the heroes, feel free to contact us at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Ladies and gentlemen, that is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter. Facebook and Instagram. The links you can find all in one place at Heroes of Noise. www.heroesofnoise.com. While you're there, leave us a spooky ghost mail. That's right, not a voicemail, because these kids not fucking around on Halloween. Voicemail. What else? <laughs> I broke character, Steve. Stop it. You're fucking with me. Leave us a five star review and subscribe to the show. Buy a vampire cape on the Threadless store with the Heroes of Noise logo on it. It does not exist. I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) And and now, if you motherfuckers are ready, we shall turn it over to Stephen Vlad Hudson. That was so good, G. That was so good. G, I give myself a, a B on that one. That was one. freaking amazing, G. I'm going to give it a B. That was freaking amazing. I'm no, winging all of this. I'm, I'm going A. That was the best impression time you have done. <laughs> no question. No question. And I love, you know, I, was, I thought you were going to say here, and it was in my brain. 
I thought you were going to say, I'm going to pass it back to Steve Suck Your Bloodson. Oh, that's pretty No, no, good. because that's a Dan. I was like, this is a Dan pun. You are no listening pun. to Vampanio Ramirez and <laughs> Steve Suck Your Bloodson. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. Gee, <laughs> Someone's Vampanio like, will you fucking mix her, please, Brad? Vampanio Ramirez. Ramirez is the best thing ever said on this podcast. I don't think I've ever actually used point. my full name before. In a, in like, it's always Vamp- been Dan Vampanio. That's who I am today. That is so funny, G. <laughs> oh, you. Get, that's going to be in the description. You have to put, "Hey, your host Vampanio." <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, as we smell our own farts, <laughs> dude. That is the. Hey, if anything, we're going to have a good time today, ladies and gentlemen. Gee, we have the best freaking Halloween episodes. We have the best Halloween episodes. It's over. It's There's no one touching. The only one that might edge us out a little is No Sleep. Maybe. So I've got something down the line here. I don't want to do it yet because I'm not sure if, I even, if I'm going to do it. But I was inspired. I'm sorry. I, I'm a little wet in the mouth today, if you can't tell, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm drinking my... Said. She did. Okay. <laughs> so like I was saying, Steve, before you fucked me all no, up. No, okay, okay, go for it. I That's what she said. <laughs> um, Damn panel. <laughs> in the house. No, man. So I'm drinking our, our drink. And I know you're having the drink as well, our lubrication oh, so drink, which consists, so ladies good. and gentlemen, of uh, basically it's hot water, honey, and apple cider vinegar. I know you've heard this many times, but mine today, Steve, is particularly stinky because I was having some allergy problems. How's yours doing? Mm-hmm. Are you, is, it, is it working? Because you sound wonderful. Gee, okay, I don't, for me, being that I don't have allergies, when you told me about this drink, I thought it was the corniest thing ever. I know. I was like, dude, it's, but then I had it at your house. And at first it's very strong, but then when you start talking, you're like, oh my gosh, it freaking works, dude. It's liquid it velvet. It freaking works. And the weird thing is, I never drink it before I sing. And that should be the time, if ever. But I only do it before the podcast because I'm like, hey, my, my, my vocals need to be dope for the podcast. <laughs> and it works because I can yell and yell and yell and le- yell. And by the end of the podcast, my voice sounds exactly the same. I'm never just yelling myself because I talk loud. And now I could talk loud in your wonderful ears and it will never stop during the whole few hours we're here. I'm telling you, this microphone and that drink and this mixer are my saviors because I'm able to turn up my mids and everything like that. And you know firsthand, in a second, guys, we're going to talk about our trip to Hollywood Horror Nights. But while we were there, you heard my voice going. It was so loud. Dude, your voice was going. Because you can't hear anything at that place. I mean, like when when you get like 100 feet away from that place, you start hearing... Freaking dubstep everywhere, and there's like For flames real. and everything. And For real. I'm a really soft-spoken cat, so trying to match Steve's volume is impossible. First of all, but trying just to keep up with him in line and whatnot, I was I had hardly any voice left. I'm surprised we even got through that recording last week. That was, you know, it's funny. I uh, uh, was talking to my son, and uh, he was saying you can. He was like, you can talk normal at a uh, what Dan calls it an amusement park. He's like, you can just talk normal where everyone else is yelling. I was like, that is a good thing, no? I can just talk my normal volume without having to raise my voice where everyone else has to raise their voice. What's funny is that at one point in time, I went and got a beer and you guys were waiting off in the distance somewhere and I lost track of you. I couldn't find you anymore. 
and oh, I just oh, stop it. So I'm yeah. I'm walking out and I can't see you. <laughs> I don't believe. And I start, I just I hear you talking and I just had to listen and just like follow. It's it. not true. It's dude. so true. No, it's not. It's totally There's true. There's no way that is true. Dude, your voice carries. It's crazy how loud your voice is. <laughs> I don't believe that at all. You don't have to. It's the truth, man. By the way, I've been fiending for that freaking uh, ale, or not the ale, but the uh, uh, Angry Orchard. We still got to do the drinking show. We're probably going to have to do that on video, though, because I'm going to cover what you're drinking, and you're going to just have to taste it and tell me how you Oh, that would be good just because I know you And then you do it to me. Yeah. You're like, here you go. Plus, you're going to make faces because you're not used to drinking that stuff. Exactly. But we're going to, I'll tell you in the ballpark of what it is, whether it's a a beer or a, a strong drink or something like that, and you'll tell me, hey, this is an IPA or something. So I'll be ready. Okay. I'll be ready instead of being like, why did he react so hard to an orange juice? Because if you're expecting something else, orange juice is going to make you be like, whoa. But if you tell me it's in the vicinity of something, I think it'll be fun to see what you end up liking before you look at the, uh, the you're like, oh, I didn't know I like this. Cool. Interesting. Still on the fence about this whole video thing, by the way. Gee, you're tripping. You have been told you have a face for a video. You've been told that. By you. No, who's trying to get by, me to do video? <laughs> that's I bet you. I bet your wife thinks you have a face. For that's video. bias. That's like my mom thinks I'm special. No, that doesn't work, man. I don't know. I have to put dude. Come on, dude. they want to. See I'll do it plenum. one time. But if anyone makes fun of the plenum, it's over. It's done. Deal. Okay. Do I have a deal? No. Heck no. People are gonna make fun of me, but I'm gonna be like, they have bad taste. What are you gonna do? Do I have a deal? And if I hear any like, oh, Dan's much shorter than I thought, or some shit like that, it's over. Dan, how? We're not gonna be standing up. We're going to be sitting down with our drinks. <laughs> I do want to have somebody running the camera, though. Maybe maybe your son could do it. I just wish I could wear like a bodysuit that just didn't show me at all. I just walk around like a, like a you Dude, know, like a blue why? guy or some shit but like that. why? I don't know. I like mystery, man. I like to. You are. They don't know what you. They do know what you look like if they follow you on Twitter. Though. Somewhat they do. But I always put up. No, it's Who knows? Man, Who's it's to a... say it's me? It might not even be me. Well, you just kind of ruined it. That's definitely Vampaniel. Or is it or isn't it? I don't know. I'm going to keep you all confused because. You're not ready for this face. I'm telling you. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Just make sure you grow the beard before we do the video. No. And then they're going to go, Dan looks old. I'm very oh, insecure about my looks. You, I'm, hear, I'm hearing this, G. I did not know. Th- and I'm going to be honest with you. I did not know this because you have a very barely chest. See, and, I and it's shit you- like this that makes me insecure. <laughs> I don't have a fucking barely chest. For the, yes, you for do. The, for the hundredth and final time. I have a normal chest, guys. No, you have. I guarantee. I bet you even. Um, who, what can we call? Every that? time you tell me that I have a barely chest, I'm going to say you have a small dick. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Because Your one of them small is small dick. I know. Guess. Guess. Your small penis. But hey, I was gonna. I was trying to think of a pun because I was like, ask your wife about your barely chest. I'm like, I wonder if I'm gonna make something out of Gale. You know what it makes me sound like? Like you know when you used to see pictures of people in like the 1930s at a water park, and it's the guy. And he's got like the one piece on that's striped. Yeah. He's got yes. the big pair. That's what you make me feel like. And I just feel like I'm a normal No, dude. you just have a chest that, 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 that is out. Like you have a barrel chest. Like your, your chest is where your muscles are. <laughs> You're crazy, dude. Seriously. Gee, it's You true. just talk it's, an absorbing amount of shit constantly. No, I'm dead serious. You have a barrel chest. Okay. You think I'm just making, no one's ever told you you had a barrel chest? No, Ever. Well, that's why you're also Maybe. and it's also the same person that tells me you, uh, you never wear shorts or like all this weird you shit that you, you do say. not. You do not wear shorts. God, you're a fucking weirdo. I love are you. Are you wearing I love shorts you, but right you're a now? Fucking weirdo. 
No, I'm not wearing shorts right now, exactly. but that doesn't mean exactly. so because I'm not wearing shorts right now. It means I'm not wearing shorts. Like I never it was a shorts. random question and I knew you weren't wearing shorts. Do you have you shorts on? But see, I ah, don't, da, da, da. Do, you I don't have... do it. I don't wear shorts. You don't wear shorts. I don't do. Oh, no, no, no. Why not? Because they're silly. <laughs> they're silly. They have pants. Like, just wear pants. Oh, this is a whole. See, we can't do this right now. We got too much, <laughs> okay, too much I'm ground sorry. to cover. It's okay. I asked. I, I it's totally my fault. I saw your brain start to turn and be like, "Nope, I'm not gonna." No, this is 100 percent my fault that we even went down this road. <laughs> I heard right when I said there, ha- you. I heard the wheels turn and be like, "Do I really want to do this?" It's today? not worth it today. <laughs> I'm not, this is a pregame, a good pregame conversation where it's just like, now short shorts are ridiculous. But anyway. We haven't had a you good pregame in a long time, by the way. We need to start doing well, this. Yeah, again. we are we are definitely going to have a pregame. But before we do that, Dan, look, we talk a lot of crap. We're like, you know what we should do? We should do this thing. You know what we should do? We should do this thing. You know what we should do? We should go to L.A. one day, rent a hotel, go to Halloween Horror Nights, and just do it. But this time. We had two rooms for the record, I'm just saying, because, you know, Steven is whole shit thing. So he actually, See, okay, we had three look, rooms. I didn't, and I didn't for the whole trip. I know. This, you didn't even eat. It's really strange, man. But I wasn't, the weird thing is I wasn't hungry until those fries, dude, those are the best fries I've ever tasted. I don't remember where they were, but if you go to Universal Studios, right, and it's right across from the Simpsons ride, there's like the oh, liquor store place. Different. I don't yeah. watch the Simpsons enough to really tell you. What was the name of that store? Moe's? Or no, not Moe's. I'm sorry. Um, Apu's? Oh, I doubt that. Well, whatever the it hell might that have been. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is right there. And the donuts. No, it's right there. It's this chicken place, so right? Good. The fries oh. are to die for. And, you know, I was going to have so some good. until Steve decided to just pour ranch all over him. And Okay, you said you put ranch on fries. No. You didn't say that. Mm-hmm. But you said you put ranch on everything. No, I didn't. You didn't say that either. I didn't. But you said something, because I remember asking, I was like, hey, do you put ranch on pizza? You're like, yeah. Yeah, I said I have. Oh, you don't do it normally? Not as a policy. Like, are you that uniform or you just have to have these things that way all the time? Everything. Dude, I put ranch. If you give, if you give me something, 85% of the time I can put ranch on it. If you give me a Chipotle burrito and they put ranch, I'd be like, I could do that. And I'm only going to touch on this because it was, in fact, at Hollywood Horror Nights, which we're about to get into. Also, yeah. I, you, I've learned something about you as well. <laughs> you eat fries exclusively with a fork. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. Now, go ahead and tell them why, Steve. Okay, I eat fries with a fork. I do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you why. Yeah, because please. germs, Dan. Okay, right. Where were you? <laughs> I was at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. So what did you do to, uh, you know, you, you got a fork, right? I did. And how did you ensure that there were no... <laughs> how, <laughs> how did Steve Hudson ensure <laughs> that there were no germs on said fork? I spit on the fork. He spit on the fork, the ladies and gentlemen. Napkin. And then yeah. he wiped it off with a napkin. Yes, and then expected me to eat the fries. Here, have some fries. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm good. I'm not even that hungry. <laughs> and really, I'm like, I just spent like $15 on these fucking fries. And this motherfucker just spit on a fork. And, and, and just started digging it. And then he poured ranch into it. And you're like, yeah, man, you want some? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Motherfucker. Okay. here's the thing if you okay i'm gonna be real with you look if you spit on a fork Uh uh-huh and i saw you thoroughly wipe it off with a napkin Mm -hmm. i wouldn't trip yeah sure you wouldn't i'm dead serious because i know you wiped it off with the napkin and it's probably cleaner before that before you did like after you did that it's cleaner than you using a random fork in the fries who knows where that fork came from 
I'd much rather know, hey, I know where it was now, at least. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't share that sentiment. I love you, but you're gross. For gee, spitting gee. on a fork and then, hey, man, have some. There's, so you would just, There's plenty. Okay, so you're telling me. Hello? Uh-oh. <laughs> gee, did you get cut off for an Amber Alert, too? Oh, is that what that was? Yes! I was like, what the crap? It pushes pause on Skype so you can pay attention to the Amber Alert. That's interesting. Oh, because you do Skype from your phone. That's right. Okay, no. I was, that is the weirdest it said, thing yeah, it ever. Said, it said, you're on hold. And I'm thinking, okay, let's let Steve figure Same this out. Same with me! <laughs> it didn't what happen. What the crap was that all about? Dude, I, I wonder if you could disagree. That's mean. You know what? It's good. I should be looking out for these Amber Alerts. I should be like... Hey, a kid has gotten stolen. You know, I got this Amber Alert yesterday, by the way. Same thing. You know what? Maybe, you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I guess we should put it out there, although this isn't coming out until... Go for it's it. It's going to be too little too late, ladies and gentlemen. But Amber Alert, suspect vehicle is Red Chevy Cobalt, Washington... What is that? No, no, no. What is that? W-A-B-L-K-1552. Is that the... That's the license plate. Is that the, that's a long license plate, though, bro. I don't think that's right. Wait a minute. Wait. It says... Uh, Oh, Cobalt black. Washington Black, black. 1552? I don't know. Uh, sorry, we're not helping with this Amber Alert, and it'll be too little too late anyway. So, Godspeed, young child, wherever you are. Hopefully you make it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like a horrible. I'm going to hell for that one. <laughs> so mean. Um, Every uh, child for themselves. So, I do, I do have a question for you, Dan. What's this up? Is the last, this is the last thing. So, you would... Like, eat fries if you didn't wash your hands. If you forgot, you wouldn't freak out. No, I would go wash my hands like a normal human being. What if you forgot to wash your hands? I wouldn't. I'm in, a, fries. I'm in the middle of Universal Studios, dude. You walk into random farts just walking down the way. Like, yeah, that did, and, you don't like that. And, and No, who, do you? No, but you, like, notice heavily. Like, yeah. you'd be like, oh, Because I have this thing. It's like, I swear to you, I'm not even trying to be funny. Every single time I go to Universal Studios, I walk into someone's fart. Gets in my mouth and my eyes. It's disgusting. In your mouth, dude. Yeah, because you know I was talking, and I was you like, were. "You were." Yes. I'm like, sure. "Man, this is fun. Let's go to the Transformer." You That's know, gross. You taste that? It's like it makes. That's, there's a film on my tongue now. It's disgusting. That's like Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Well, you got hangups, man. I think you're. <laughs> I think you're personally missing out on a, on a special treat. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, G. My my my. It's over. She's just a really good actress. Okay. She's an asterisk is what she is. Wow. Ba-boom. Wow. So here's the funny part. So on, on our way to Hollywood Horror Nights, before we get going, I pick up Dan. And I rent a car. And uh, Dan said that he's going to drive part of the way, which he totally did. But I didn't take into consideration that uh, we would get there so early to the, to the hotel. I was like, okay, we're just going to go. We'll go to the hotel, chill out. Um, or we'll go to the hotel, drop things off, and leave. Dude, literally, it was almost as if we planned the day having gone through the day and then rewound to do it correctly. It was perfect. We couldn't have timed We're it just any better. About, it was almost weird, dude. It was almost we. It was like, oh, yeah, we did this before. Got a time machine. You just did it again. Right. This time. That's all we did. It was, the, the drive was great. The company was great. Everything was great. Now, let me tell you my thought process. When I walked through the gates at Halloween Horror Nights, I asked Dan, oh, why am I doing this again? I forgot that it scares the crap out of me. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Like, 
the whole time. I'm like, why am I? That's right. Why am I doing this? The crap am I doing this for? What What were your thoughts, Dan? Were you worried at all? No, not at all. I was ready to have some fun. I'm. I have to tell you though, I have some disappointing news for you. Uh, I don't know if you were expecting me to have these things queued up. Uh, after okay, so what it is is I took my portable Zoom H5 because I'm a name dropper. I took it Kill with him. us. Because I wanted to record the both of us in these houses because, as most of us know, Steve has this – it's a really bad fear of werewolves. I mean, it's – and I've seen it firsthand now. And mm. it was fucking hilarious. So when we get to – like, when we get to Universal Studios, I realized yes. that I'm micless. I did not bring the mic with us. So I – there's it's okay because there's a – on the top of the zoom, there's this like it records like ambient sound very well. Yes. You know, you yes, could like if you were getting film stock footage or something, or if you were making footage of just like, you know, sounds outside or something, it's gonna pick all of that up wonderfully. The problem is it will. It picked up everything but us very well. Now, what's going on is I so in other words, Steve, I don't have any audio to play. And I'm really disappointed about that because I though I have audio. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? And what ended up happening was I took the most of my audio was done when we were in the Universal. We'll get to it in a second. But it was the uh, Universal Monsters featuring the music of Slash Maze. And that's where the werewolves are. So I'm like, oh, God, let's get ready for this. It's going to be hilarious. And it was. Ooh. It was. Like, Ooh. Steve is a jumper. He's a screamer. It's fucking Ooh. hilarious. Now, what happened was because it was so hilarious... All you hear is the background noise of the house or the maze, rather, and you hear me just laughing maniacally. <laughs> yeah, you can't even—you can barely hear you because I mean, and you weren't even that far away. But because I was holding the thing, and I've never really done it that way before. I've never recorded with that thing, so I had no idea where to hold it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like too close to the mouth. I was trying to kind of keep in between us. But all you hear is me just laughing maniacally, and it's just not worth playing. So what I had intended was to ask—we you know, were going to like review each of the houses. And, you know, do a little pre and post kind of thing. And it just didn't come out. So now, next year, I know what to do. We're going to have to have two mics with us. You're just going to have to suck it up, sir, and bring a mic. And okay. we're just going to walk around and, and, and record. And it'll be so much better. Okay. Yeah. So no okay. no audio this week. But we're going to talk about these things in detail, I think. Okay. So go ahead. Take us house to house. Because I just, I, I don't remember the exact houses until you say the name. And then I could tell you how terribly terrifying they were. It doesn't help that I have a gigantic poster on our notes that has each house. Oh, my phone is across the way. Oh. I like to wing it, homie. That's my Come boy. On, I'm, I'm really glad that... Come uh, on, Vampano. So what is it? Steve Bloodson. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Bloodson. What, you know, it's a good thing I sent you all the notes is what I'm getting at. All right, I'll do oh, this. Oh, no, one. you did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, whatever. All right, you so we started it, off... You do such a good job. When we go in through the gates, if you've ever been to Hollywood Horror Nights, it's fantastic. It's just... You're walking through Universal Studios, but it just doesn't feel like Universal Studios anymore, for the most part. And like I said, you're dealing with the whole time. And if it's not that, yes. then it's like some cheesy metal or something. Because apparently those are the two music like themes that go with Halloween. So right when you get in, there's what they call a scare zone. It's where they have like foggy. It's a foggy area. And you know that's going to be your ass. Because sooner or later, someone with a chainsaw is going to jump out at you. And for some yes. reason, is it me, Steve, or were they all pointing them at the art dicks this time around? Totally. They, were, they would, Seriously, no joke. They just keep pointing at your dick with yes. knives. Or my leg. I can't tell which one. Oh, oh. Couldn't know if it was the second or the third one. Know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hey, get back, ghost. You're stepping on my balls over here. <laughs> so 
So we get in, and uh, I need to add that also Steve's son was with us, Maj. And yes. then, of course, there was Jeffrey, 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 his best Jeffrey, friend. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Oh, Jeffrey. Great kid. Both great kids. Uh, they were both sort of petrified of this whole thing, which was fantastic yes. for me. Which is why. They were more scared before. Oddly enough, they were more scared before it starts going as opposed to during. Mm-hmm. Like, I think their height. I had revved them up so high, we had both kind of said, oh, be ready, that when it happened, they were like, yeah, it's scary. But it wasn't where their brain was. But the first time a chainsaw came out at Maj, I just heard a shriek. Oh, dude. <laughs> and he oh, was dude. gone. Was for, we lost him bad. for like 10 seconds. We couldn't find him because he just bad. bolted. It was hilarious. Yeah. These kids are just, the anticipation is building up. And the first one that we went yes. into, should I list the, all of the ones that, that we uh, experienced or should I just kind of go in order as we Let's talk about order. it? Let's go in order. Let's go in order. Just as we talk about it? Yep. Okay, so the first one that we went into after the scare zone was Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Now this house, I keep calling them houses, this maze was phenomenal. Now I'm going to tell you that all of these mazes that we went through were fantastic, but I've got gripes about the way things were handled at Universal Studios this time around. And I think, but I also have solutions, courtesy of Steve. So I think we're going to be okay, guys. If you ever go, listen to this because it's, it's definitely, there's a... There's definitely a how-to going on now. Now that the popularity of Hollywood Horror Nights is so big, you're dealing with a lot of people. And mind you, we went on a Sunday night. So had we gone on a Saturday night, I was told that it was completely sold out. Even those super, super expensive, they're called RIP instead of VIP tickets, all of them were sold out. So anyway, we're standing in line and the kids, the boys, they're not kids, they're young men. They were starting to, you could... Like if you put your hand on their chest, which we didn't, I'm sure like you could just feel their hearts just pumping out of their chest because they of were course. super, super nervous about this. Halloween four, the return of Michael Myers maze takes place near Waterworld if you've ever been there before. So we're waiting in line at Waterworld. Uh, it took us about, what would you say, 40 minutes to get on, to get into the yes. house, which really yes. wasn't bad in the big scheme. Wasn't of bad at all. Matter no. of fact, the weights were completely fine this time around. Except for the purge. The purge, oh, the, purge, the purge was a little bit ridiculous. That's true. I forgot about that. We probably waited, what, like, we'll get to it, but probably like an hour yeah. in that one, something yes, like that. easily, so, easily. 40 minutes in, uh, we get up to the part where they're about to, they give you a ticket, and they're like, no ticket, no maze. So we hold on to our tickets, and we're making a conversation with, uh, with one of the guys that are wearing, like, the little black cloaks. Uh, he's asking us, like, what we're there for, what do we want to see, and we ask him, hey, what's the scariest one? He tells us that it's probably going to be the Halloween 4 one, so we're like, cool, we're hitting this one just from the get-go. Now it's only going to get easier for these youngins who are petrified, right? So we go in, and starting off the ride, they have this little silhouette scene. I keep calling it a ride, but it's a maze. They have this, like, silhouette scene, and they have this radio, it's like, we interrupt this program to tell you, you know, and, they're, and they're, it's, um, it shows, like, this woman who's, like, sweeping up in this corner store mm-hmm. kind of place. And they're yes. saying that Michael Myers is on the loose. You know, look out because he, he's coming for you. And guess what happens? Very impressive. It was Very super, impressive. super cool. And then he picks her up and he strangles her. And it's so good. Yeah. I don't feel bad about doing spoilers because it's over now. Unless you're going, you know, No, but here's the Halloween thing. Here's night. the big one. I am so glad. I am so glad I didn't see Halloween before I went into this house. But it was a different movie, though. You know that, right? But the, the thing is, these guys were the same as the movie guy. You mean Michael Myers? Yes. Like, this outfit is that outfit. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. And I'm so glad I didn't see this recent Halloween before I went in. 
because I would not have done well in this this house at all. Do you know what's funny is that the the one that they were advertising or the house that they were promoting isn't even part of the canon anymore, apparently, because you saw the sequel last night, right? I surely did. We'll talk about that. Not, yeah, it was the sequel. Um, but this wasn't part of it. So just putting that out there. So we're not going to go into too much detail about walking through these rides, Steve, but maybe you, you'll accompany me along the way. It was bad, though. So we go in and... Primarily, the, the main jump scare is obviously going to be Michael Myers. And you know that it's coming because you're like, you hear this weird, like, lightning yes. staticky kind of sound, and he's jumping out at you someplace. And we're walking yes. through. Now, I'm going to start off by critiquing this right now. Um, like yes. I said, I think that the the actual mazes are fantastic. They put so much work into them. You know what I mean? Yes. And I, like, I applaud the people at Universal Studios for doing this. The misdirections are incredible. Like, the they'd have a girl screaming in the corner. And they make you look in the corner at this girl screaming. And then out of the other side comes something. So the misdirections were fantastic. Or they have like, you know, you're walking towards a wall. And yes. If, and once you lock on to what they're doing, you see it every time. But if you're not paying attention, you can't tell that that wall is actually a cutout with like curtains to make to look like a regular wall. Yes, totally. Not the case at all. And then Michael Myers jumps out at you and like, you know, shoves a knife at your dick or whatever. But um, I think that this one had potential to be so awesome. Oh, dude. The problem is, is that they're just trying to push so many people through like cattle through these things. Yes. There was no good traffic direction. So what ends Mm -hmm. up happening is like the way it should work is, you know, you walk through these. uh, What would you call those things that we had to walk through? Like they're they're sets. I would say each set. No, 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 no. Like the the hanging things in the doorways. You know, they're like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like if you go into like a meat locker or something, because, you know, everyone does that. Right. And there's those like plastic things that hang down. You have to walk through them to block your vision. Like if you go to a place where dead bodies are hanging from the ceiling, just imagine that. Yeah, because we do um, that all the the time. The normal thing you do. Yeah. They're like when you go to the places where dead bodies are hanging, that thing. Normal stuff. Yeah. Or, you know, just think of it as like a curtain. Kind of. You know. (laughs) Maybe, that, maybe that's a little bit easier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the thing is, is that they're made to where they kind of blocks what you're supposed, what's what's waiting for you on the other side, and then you walk through, and then the scares happen. Now, this mm-hmm. would have gone off perfectly if these people weren't pushing us through like cattle. So what ended up happening was, and, and correct me, well, I know that I'm right about this, but let me know what your thoughts are. I think that it ruined the actual scares. Totally. Because you saw them reset it. Yeah. Every time you, you know, like they would open up and you're, they're pushing you through so fast that you see Michael Myers going back into his corner. That ruined it for me. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I appreciate it. I would have liked to have gone back in line again and tried it out a different way, but it didn't happen because as Steve mentioned earlier, we, we timed this. I think we had to one minute, like literally there was one minute before the lights came on, but we got through everything. Totally. That we wanted to. And the thing is ever so often though, they would go back into the closet and there would be like a go around where there's also an open space where you're leaving and he'd come out yeah. there too. And those are the ones and that got off, You're like, oh, snap. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knew, I think they knew, hey, some people are going to miss this. Go around the corner, get him again. Yeah. And so either way, th- let me show you how good their scares were. Even though I saw the resetting, some of them scared me from behind. Like uh, he'd come out and make a noise. I'd be like, oh. That made me jump. That was really good. But it wasn't scary yet. I was just yet. having a good time because the whole time, like, I think I was, 
was I first? No, we let the kids go first that time, right? Because we had mm-hmm. to like do their rite of passage for them. Or, yeah. or like, you're going to get the scare. Because to me, it seems like the best scare is either going to be in the front of your group or the rear of your group. Easily, easily. And I recall the last time that I went, the rear of the group was really fun because for some reason they kept sneaking up on me a lot. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe the anticipation was higher because I'd never been there before. This time I kind of knew what was up. And I, I, I didn't really scare. I don't think I even jumped once in the Halloween one. So moving along, Steve had a blast. He was he was screaming and jumping, and it was hilarious. And I was, I was laughing my Fantastic. ass off the entire time. And then the next one up, we find out, is going to be the Universal Monsters. And oh, no. so we're standing in line. And I'm like, hey, Steve, you know, um, or no, Maj is the one that goes, hey, you know, there's a werewolf in this one, I think. And you're like, no, I don't think so. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's Universal Monsters, Lon Chaney, the werewolf. Steve immediately starts to go gray. Like, he's not. Oh, I was not looking seriously. Like, I don't know if you were playing up. So I'm telling you what I know. I don't like it. I don't like it, dude. Yeah. No, I I now believe you because Steve was losing color in his face. (laughs) He was losing color in his face. He was going gray on me. And um, I did get I don't have it on me, but I did have a little bit of a, you know, anticipation conversation when we were standing. And you were just like, I'm not doing good. What are we doing here? You know, it sounded like you wanted to turn around, but I knew you wouldn't because I know you're braver than that. Oh, of course. Well, and the thing is. Every year, I'm realizing that I go the next year and I'm just like, what? What did I, why am I doing this? Because as soon as I leave, it's amazingly fun. And as you know, by the last thing we went through, I like being scared. I will go out of my way to be scared more Yeah. if I can. I don't know what that is, but I just think being scared is such a, 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 what do you call it? Like a. When it's something that's um, primal, it's a primal feeling. Fear is just, it. I mean, in, I only get scared like that there. I don't get scared like that in normal life. And so- There's some form of satisfaction that you get from it. Oh, no question. Whereas um, the werewolf, you don't have to do anything. It's not like, Steve, make <laughs> this scary. Oh, no. Knowing that that thing resides in the place we're going, even if it's in the middle- the whole time I'm scared because I'm like, where is it? <laughs> where is it? It's in here for sure. And mind you, th- I'm, we're not going to spoil it, but um, it turns out uh, Universal Studios like werewolves. <laughs> they love. They do. They love them, man. They, they, got a, <laughs> they have a whole bunch of them somewhere because they keep bringing Dude, them out. It was fantastic. They bring them out everywhere. There are werewolves in like three houses. I thought this was going to be the only one. So um, I was not looking forward to this house at all, especially there was a graffiti that spooked me out because there was one that was like zombie and it was like the children of the something. And then there was ones with, uh, there was a uh, graffiti coloring uh, Frankenstein and the Wolfman and Dracula. And it said children of the night. And that <laughs> spooked me out. I didn't like that. And I was like, oh, they are children of the night. They are. I didn't like it. You know, what's funny is that as much as we talked that entire time, that was probably the most quiet you were while we were in line. I think you were sort of like preparing yourself for it. I was. And it was bad, dude. I didn't even like, I thought that the the vampire that they had in there was really effective. The creepy looking vampire. I was like, oh, that's a good vampire. Very. They didn't do Dracula. They did a different vampire. (laughs) It was like a different crazy looking vampire. I was like, ooh. That's spooky. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't even think this was going to be a good one because 
you know, Universal Studios, the Universal Monsters, rather, have been around for so long. I'm thinking that's pretty Too tame. Yeah. It's pretty tame in mm-hmm. comparison to what else they're offering, you know. But I got to say, it was one of my favorites. Now, there we, we still experienced the whole, like, they triggered before we saw it. Yes. So, But... I had the flip side of that where Steve was still waiting for the werewolf. He didn't know where it was going to come from. And this is what I was talking about. This is actually the, uh, I don't have it on me because I decided it just wasn't worth playing, but that's the audio that I got. And because of my just laughter of, of watching you jump and scream, all you heard was me laughing maniacally. You know what I mean? But it was just so goddamn funny. It was freaking. And the thing is there's one, here's what they did. That was so good. Like, um, we all know, and I'm sure they think about that. They're like, look, how do we make Frankenstein scary? Because he's not generally a fright fest person that's going to jump out and scare you. So what they did was there was a window. You didn't know. It looks like a mirror. There was a mirror that you're walking up to, and then lightning would hit, and it was a see-through mirror, and between, behind this mirror was this massive Frankenstein. I said that was effective. Because it looked like a mirror. They also had him come out at one point, if you recall, where he was holding yes. a dead child. Yes. And he was going. Not good. And he was Not going. Great. He was going, friend, friend. That was creepy to me. It was, yeah. But I not creepy like I got, I, yeah. yeah, I wasn't afraid of it, but it, it had, I think with the, all of the ambiance and the dark, the, the black lights and just the special effects, it really hit the mark oh, very yeah. well. And here's what they did. This is so wise. What they do is, all they have to do is do this once. If they make one thing in the mirror reach out at you, they don't ever have to make another thing in the mirror reach out at you again. Because now every single thing you see in a mirror, you're thinking it's capable of reaching out to you. So every other one can now be a dummy. Because one of them did. So now you're thinking, oh crap. Is that thing going to lunge at me? Because one of them did. It's just the way that they set it up is so smart. Because they're like, we're not going to be able to make every dummy move. So if we make a few of them move, now you're going to be wondering, are any of these real? Are some of them going to reach out to me? Yeah. It's a genius thing to do. Everything can get you. And by the way, guys, if you're curious, you want to see what these are about. Because, you know, we're, if we sat and explained every detail, we're going to be here for oh, hours. Yeah. But if you're curious what these mazes are like, you can actually go to YouTube. Uh, and they have people that are doing walkthroughs through these. And they're they're pretty well done. So good. Some of them, so the, the ones that, uh, what's his, what's her name? Ellen. And she has like yeah. her assistant. You ever seen those? Where she walks those her, are really good. her cowardly assistant through there. That's really, really funny. But if you want to the see thing these, is, yes. I was just going to say, they're all there for you to check out. I, I've already checked it out. The thing is, for Ellen, think about the, what they did was perfect. What they did was they held off until the um, room reset. Right. Every single one of them held off before the, until the room reset. So when they go in, you do not, you see them looking around fairly lost because you're like, okay, this is a normal room. And then all of a sudden you see something happen and they're like, oh, that was the thing. Sometimes there's two triggers in a room. One thing will come out. You're like, oh, that was pretty good. Then all of a sudden out of the closet comes another thing. And it's just like, dude, whoever is in charge of making these scares, I can see why it's a year of nothing but fun. Like knowing, oh, let's look at the video and see how these, because I'm sure they record some things. And they're like, how did this work, I wonder? Well, what, next time we should put a thing there and it makes them look there. It's such a, an effective thing that they're doing at that place. And I had a ball in Universal, even though it was scary. I had a freaking blast in Universal Monster. Even the werewolf was fantastic. Yeah, when we got to the werewolves, the first one was, it looked like they just used the American werewolf in London 
terrifying. You know, the, the four-legged wolf was coming out of a fireplace. I wouldn't be surprised if that's a freak. Because you don't just, that's not just for nothing. That was a prop for something. Yeah, but I saw a couple good. of them that night. They were in a couple, the same one was in a couple of houses. And it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's really big. Huge. It's really, really cool. Um, I also have another theory that I believe that they are watching us as we're walking through. Obviously, they are for security purposes. Well, they have a screen in the back that tells them when to trigger. But I'm, th- yeah, and I'm also thinking, though, that they're watching for the most jumpy people because for some reason, up until we got to the trick or treat house, which I'll get to. Uh, they were pretty much attacking Steve left and right, yes. which made it even yes. more funny for me. Cause so I, fun. I mean, I was, I seriously, I lost my voice. I was dying laughing because every oh. single time, no matter if I knew the trigger was there already, as soon as they saw Steve, they just locked onto him and they just repeatedly scared the shit out of him. So it was hilarious. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just give that one an A plus because that was probably the outside of the scare situation. That was probably the most fun I had in a maze was a universal monsters one. It was fantastic. And, then, and here's go go ahead. I was just gonna say they also have these like their fishing wire, I guess, and the fishing oh, yeah. wire just hangs <laughs> down all over in the yeah. rooms, and it brushes across your face, and it, you know when you're, you're in like, the dark, <laughs> what the hell is that? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Great effect. I, and here's before I um we go further, people. There are, well, let me think. One, two. There's like three sort of people that go to this, and if you're one of the other three, don't go. There's the person like myself that is wonderfully wanting to be scared. That is going to be the most fun you have. Uh, there's the second person that is, they are, it's a little bit too much for them. You might not want to go. I got to get if out. I got to get out. I got to get yeah, out. Yeah. It might be a little bit, which is totally fine. This isn't a normal thing. If it's too much, that's probably, that's another person. The third person is the douche that tries not to, that acts like they're not scared of anything. Oh, and they followed and, us. Oh, if you're the, the latter two people, just don't go. The first person is the only one that should be going. Someone that's just like, I'm here to be scared. Scare me. I'm going to have a blast. I love your costumes. I love that you're working so hard to scare me. And I'm going to jump as high as I can to make it known that you scared me and you guys are doing a killer job. Don't be that person that's just like, uh, someone's like, boo. Yeah, boo yourself. Whatever, yeah. man. I'm not that. Dude, don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, we had, I got followed one time through a maze by that person, those people. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm going to make sure that they're not going behind me again. And it ruined uh, a part of it. So just just for the people, you know, either you're that person or you know people in your crowd that are those people that are going to try to be tough. Do not take them because it ruins it for everybody. You want to know what I think about that, though? I think they are scared. And I think that's how they're dealing with it. But still, they're being a dick and they're ruining it for everybody. Totally. And that's why for me... um, I'm a sucker. Like there was a part, um, there was another maze where an evil clown was carrying a stroller or pushing a stroller and she uh, told me to come here. And what did I do? I came here. I walked over to her and she's like, look at my baby. Like pointed to the stroller. I I put my head into the stroller and a bunch of liquid squirted on my face. (laughs) And she just cracked while she did the fake, you know, cracking up, like patting herself on the chest, acting like she's laughing. You know, I actually got that on my phone. No, you. Didn't. When you got, yeah, I did that. It's it's pretty funny. I'll have to show you. I, and the thing is, it was that's what I'm there for. For people who are just like, I'm not going over there. Then why are you here? Do what they're at because apparently there's a scare that they want to have you get. And I'm like, hey, what am I here for? <laughs> I'm here to get scared, so scare me. It was fantastic. 
So we love that one very much. And then we uh, we, yes. we came out, and this is where I experienced the horror, the most horrific, horrific thing of the night, which was uh, Steve's spit fork and French fries with ranch. Here we go. So here we did that. Here we go. And I had a beer, had to, you know, refresh a little bit here because I was losing the voice already. Then we decided, now you were just talking about this. We decided next, we asked, because we, what we did is we, uh, we now, the boys could have gone off by themselves and they did yes. for a small moment, but they came right back. Yes. And I, you know, honestly, I think I had more fun that way, to be honest with you. It was, I did. Yeah. I, did. Yeah, I was sure. really enjoying their reactions to this whole thing. Yes, totally. Oh, no, it's funny, too. I was watching them check out girls. That's really, really funny, man. Because, you know, they're a couple of shy boys, but they were. Of course. They're not blind. We were going down the escalator and I saw Maj like, because there was two escalators that we could have taken. Uh-huh. And Maj like like gave him the old elbow nudge, and then they walked to the one that was behind. I did these, not see that. Yeah, they were behind these two girls that had you know um, they were they were ample. Let's just say that. <laughs> so yeah, so the boys have taste. I just thought I'd good. If you didn't know that. I'm I just proud. wanted to let you know. Yeah, you should be proud. Uh, that really makes me. Happy. They're gentlemen, really but they their all eyes were on booty, and it was really they're funny. too shy. Yeah, they're so sh- they're just so they're funny. like hush hush I do I. Oh type my! Of shy. And the funny thing is. Uh, you were like, I'm going to break them out of the shell. I, I like, tried, oh, man. You silly goose. <laughs> Maj was like, go for it. <laughs> it ain't yeah, happening. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, Dan will be like, so. Maj will be like, yeah. He'll be like, what about you, Jeffrey? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. He would just answer him with, hey, you make movies, huh? Yeah. Are any of the movies available? Yeah. Where could I find to- said movies? Exactly. It is like, well, um, yeah, it got screened at a, you know, it got screened at a movie theater. I was really nerve wracking because, you know, people, I was wondering if they were going to laugh at my jokes, but they did. And so it was well. I was like, oh, I'll take that. That was a good little, I will take that to the bank. That was a long, nice conversation for, for the shy guy. I'll take it. Yeah. He had to take a nap after that one. He wore himself out. Dude, I think that was the, uh, that was, the, I think that was the most lengthy. They talked about one thing, right? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. But um, this next one we're about to talk about, um, I'm eager to hear your opinion on this house. Well, it wasn't the house, actually. The next one we went on was the Terror Tram. Oh, I thought it was the Purge. No, Purge is after the Terror Tram. Oh, yeah. The kids were not happy on this one. Yeah. They were like, wait, what? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> I got to be honest with you. I've got some some disgruntled comments about this one, too. I was shocked that they were just like, wait, that was all? I was like, what do you mean that's all? That was scary. And it was, but it was super short. So, you know, what it is is that you, uh, the the back lot trams, you know, you take the tram, they go down on a normal day and you're going through the sets, you go through King Kong, you do all that kind of stuff. This time it's the terror tram. So you get on and it's like they're showing the universal on the monitor. They're showing like a commercial and it goes, and then there's like this clown. And the clown is telling you how he's going to, he's taking you on this scary ride. And he's got two of the, the tram drivers and they're all tied up in the back and they're gagged and everything. You know, they're, they're entertaining you as they're taking you to the back lot. Now, if you've been to where it's where the psycho house is and right where the, uh, oh, come on, Dan, the Grinch, the Grinch set, the uh, Whoville, there's a Whoville set right there. Well, they mask it all up and they turn it into something pretty terrifying. And what yeah. it is, so we pull up. And there is a single clown. Now, I never thought that I had an issue with clowns, but I think I might have an issue with clowns. Ever since this and Terrifier, I'm starting to have issues with clowns, man. 
But it was well lit. The clown was perfectly lit. But yeah. he was totally like, hey, look at me and and let me distract you. And all he's doing is holding a red balloon, kind of like yeah. it. But no, I don't think he was really going for an it thing. But he's just standing there smiling. He doesn't move the entire time. Nope. You're walking by him and you're thinking he's going to jump at you. He doesn't do anything. The reason that he's not is because coming around the corner are people dressed in dog masks with chainsaws. Again, Dude. pointing at your dick. Dude. And I jumped. Dude. It was really funny, man. Because I, you know, it's like I'm not afraid of anything, but I startle pretty easily. And I jumped like high on that one. And then it takes you to the Bates Motel. And he did end up jumping at people too. Yeah. And they take you into this little zone that's called the Killbillies. So you have all of these like backwoodsy type of hillbilly people that are slicing people up and holding dead babies. And it sounds pretty morbid and it was, but it was really, really fun. And they did it so well. It was so good. And one of those got Maj then too. I remember he, Mm -hmm. he jumped pretty damn good on that one. Yep. So once you work your way past that, there's this area where it used to be, well, it still is. It's the, um, let's see, what did they use that for? It's a big plane crash set. Yes. And they used it for War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise and something else I can't remember, but they've used it before. So they have all of this set up and there's all these clowns. And like Steve was saying, there's this mom clown that's pushing a baby and she got him. She She juiced him pretty good. So good. She was so good. There was this one clown. I don't think the clown was real, but it was like propped up. It looked like it was giving birth to another clown. Oh, that was, you know what's funny? What it struck me, that struck me as somebody was like, do you think we can get away with this? Let's put this up. That's what I was going to say. They take it away. It was a little over the top because, you know, it was bloody. <laughs> yeah, the umbilical cord yeah. coming out. I was like, some one of these guys are like, hey, do you got that clown? Put it up there until our supervisor said, yeah, take it away. Hey, man, he liked it. Let's keep it, you know? Yeah, for sure, yeah. dog. And it was really cool. So now I remember with the last time that I went, because before you go into this area that I was just talking about, there's the psycho house. And there's uh-huh. a line that's going to the psycho house so you can take a picture with Norman Bates as he comes out. And I'm yes. thinking that that line experience is what made it seem like it was longer than last time. Because I imagine it probably, we probably waited a good 20 minutes in line to take a picture the first time. We skipped this entirely. So the next thing I know, we're walking through and it was also scarecrow themed. Uh, what did they call it? Oh, they called it Dread Time Stories. That's what it was. Okay. That's pretty smart. Yeah. And, but it had like a lot of scarecrows, again, more chainsaws and crazy clowns and everything. It's just, it's just something that you have to experience. Again, I recommend looking on YouTube to see what we're talking about. Very well done. Super fun. But we walked through this one area and I'm thinking, all right, cool. What's the next thing? And we're back in line for the tram again. I mean, it probably took... The walkthrough probably took, dude, maybe not even that. I would say like eight minutes. Like it was super, yeah. And that's like walking time. I mean, there really wasn't that much to it. I'm not knocking it. It was fantastic. But I just was, I was expect, I think I was a little bit disappointed because I was expecting it to be longer, not including the psycho house that I did before. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, now we're waiting back in line for the tram. I'm thinking it's going to take us someplace else and we're going to do something else. Not the case. Wrong. So we end up wrong. wrong. So we end up. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> Charlie Murphy was there. It was weird. Yes. So we end up back, you know, on the on the back lot now. We're like, okay, what's next? So and I'm hoping that we're not, you know, uh, we're kind of covering this pretty quickly, I think, because we could Very talk about well, it. Yeah. I think so. So the next thing we decided to do is, okay, we give the kids a choice again. What do you want to do? And we decided to go to the purge, which is like that was there was the upper lot. There was the terror tram. There was the back lot. And then the lower lot, I believe, is what it was. Mm -hmm. So to get to 
these other lots, you have to go downstairs where the mummy and all that is. And it's like this- 18 freaking escalators. Right. And this is where they were checking out booty on the escalators. Mm -hmm. So we go all the way down there. We decide to go do the purge. So we're walking towards the purge. Now, to get to the other area, you have to walk through this tunnel. And this tunnel was dope because- as really you're, yeah, as you're walking to it, it's super dark. You can see people making their way, you know, to and from the area. But again, you get that kind of dubstep music going on, crazy flashing lights and like lasers and all this kind of stuff. And they have these clowns that are walking through and jumping out at you. They're blending in with the crowd and then jumping out at you. Totally effective. It was really, really fun. Giant. There are some large people that volunteer to do this. Stuff. Gee, it's re all of the people in the Michael Myers freaking thing. All of them were 6'4 or better. Easy. There's no, no stilts or anything. You don't need stilts to be 6'4, nope. but they're just giant individuals. Now, to get from the uh, that tunnel to the uh, purge, and by the way, when you pass the tunnel, there's the trick-or-treat house. We'll get to that in just a little bit. I have fond memories of this one. But you have to go through something that they called Holidays in Hell. So when you go through this, like this maze that they've built, it's not, I guess it's kind of a maze, but they didn't advertise it that way. So it's more like scenic. You know, there are people that are jumping out at you. Yes. And what it is, Holidays in Hell, is just shows every holiday of the year demonized, if you will. So, you know, you have a, an evil Uncle Sam. You've got this giant, this dude is probably like 6'5", big, heavy, 300-pounder Cupid, you know, with a demon face on. You have people walking around in stilts. You have... Um, what else they had? They had Santa Claus. He was murdered on his sled, all bloody and everything like that. It was really, really cool. They had the leprechaun from the movie Leprechaun there. And this is where I think you were experiencing those people like, I'm not afraid of you. I think that's where uh, it was. Uh, so Steve was already like not in the right. He was a little quiet. I didn't know why I found out later. Now, if you listen to last week's show, this is where I introduced Steve to his first IPA. And this is with the whole yes. side of thing. That's where we stopped off. Yes. It was, it was, it was, it, it was a punch in the. Uh, punch in the punum? Taste buds. Yes, I was like, whoa. But it, again, like like I said last week, it settled and was really good. Yeah, it was it was a tasty treat. So we stopped off. We had a couple of libations. And while we were waiting, the boys took off ahead of us. And they got in line. We're like, okay, cool. Let's let them do their thing. But we again, like I said, they got right back with us very quickly. We get in line. And it's the first purge that we're talking about. And they have this movie on there. And they're showing it's like a, like a home shopping network for weapons you can yes. buy for the purge and everything. Just very, very cool, the detail that they put in here. But the line was insanely long. I get this idea uh, because I see something pop up on our message that we get a message from our boy Bucks, Johnny Bucks. And he's from you know the UK, just checking in on us. And I said, oh, let's, let's call him because we have time. You know, we can do this. And there was an we were at an area where we could. By the time Johnny gets back to us, more going on and we just, we, <laughs> we tried very hard to talk to him it didn't really work out but um we did put out an offer that uh, bucks is going to come on pretty soon so fans of johnny bucks he'll be back soon and it was really nice talking to you buddy if you're listening out there it was really really nice talking to you we missed the shit out of you so we get in line and now i got really disappointed in purge because on twitter if you follow hollywood horror nights it'll give you little clues it'll say like you know if you're uh, standing in line for the purge when you see the psychologist that's waiting out there and what that what that was was just some dude dressed up in glasses and a suit. Yes. Yeah. Say the, the magic word to him. In this case, it was the word party. And then he'll give you a souvenir. Mm -hmm. So I see this guy. I'm like, that prize is mine, Steve. I'm going to get it. I told the boys, do it. The moment they get up there, because they were just a little bit ahead of us, uh, the guy goes, he's on his break. So we missed the prize. I don't know what it was. Last time, it was the Insidious House, and we got some really cool sunglasses. But I like free shit, and I just thought it would be fun. Missed that whole thing. Not a big deal. Not complaining. But I was a little bit disappointed. So now... We go into that purge house. What were your thoughts on the purge house? I think that they had some good, like they did what they could 
with what they had. And I thought that it, since I'm like, for me, I was like, um, I'm not really a purge person. So I'm not really, uh, I'm not going to be too, you know, excited about this one. That is what they used to their advantage because I thought it was going to be super garbage. And I walked in and they had some scares, Doug. I was like, yo, I, I was shocked because I thought it was going to be super, because what, nothing scary about the purge unless you're in it. Like you're going to be killed. So I was like, what are they going to really do in the, I walked in, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that these faces were on the purge. This is some scary junk. See now the purge with me. I don't. I was really surprised that they had a purge thing. I was thinking that the purge would have been more effective, like where the clowns were, like on the terror tram. Because you know when it's the purge, there's not a lot of jump scares. There's some crazy people in mass, and you see a lot of you know death and violence, but there's not a lot of jump scares. So you just had to combine those two things and realize, okay, there's the people in the masks, and we're going to get some jump scares. But I think personally that they should have utilized the purge where the terror tram was, and I think it would have been more effective. Just my opinion. Yes, for sure. So we go through that one. Some good jump scares. Um, I don't really have a lot to say on that one, but there was this one part, though, that was really, really freaky. And what it was is we go into this one room and there's just there's this long hallway of mannequins. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> God damn it. Because yep. <laughs> I don't know yep. what it is. It's always the like, which one is it that that, mm-hmm. that kind of anticipation got me. So that was that hit the mark perfectly because I just I don't know what it is. I don't like being startled. When I don't know what's coming, which I guess would mean you're getting startled. You know what I'm saying? But we're walking through. I, I, I totally. You know what I'm saying? We're walking through and uh, I just know one of these fuckers was going to jump out at me. It turns out there was two of them. But they they I don't think everyone can do that. I have a feeling that you have to audition for that part because you have to be able to hold really still. You know what I mean? I mean, crazy, like super still. still. And this happened a couple of times where I'm like, that's fake. Yes. that's a complete fake right there. And then it jumps out at you and quick like limber you know what i mean so it was it was really really good that was my favorite part of the purge one and after that it was just a bunch of jump scares and dudes and crazy bunny masks and whatnot jumping out at you effective i'm sure other people had more of a thrill out of it than i did but i liked it uh, it's probably let me look at these really quickly here um i'm gonna say that that was probably my least favorite one really well hold on i thought the terror tram would get it well, the terror tram wasn't didn't startle me very much, but it was really cool. Everything that was going on, like the visuals were really, really cool. And the fact that you were out in this open area had something to it. The purge was cool. Like none of them were bad at all. I'm just saying that as far as like the outside of the mannequin room, there was really not a lot going on that made me jump. And again, we're still experiencing the problem, by the way, which, will, you know, we're going to this problem gets corrected later on. By Steve. Yes. Uh, yes. Where we were just missing, we were getting all the triggers. We were seeing people we get scared. We got every, yeah. I mean, it was crazy. Like that changed everything. I'm like, oh, if we did this the whole time, yeah. I think every house would have been fairly terrifying. Right, right. We're not there yet, but we yeah, will talk about that. And it's not this, like, it was, it was a brilliant thing that didn't take much effort. We'll just say that. So, okay. So now where are we at? We left the purge and where did we go next, Steve? Uh, we went, oh yeah, that's when we were, it was starting to get late. Now, we, ha- we were getting down to crunch time, and we were thinking, okay, we overheard them say that if you go to, on the tram ride, they said, hey, if you go to the rides after midnight, the mazes after midnight, you're going to get in a lot quicker, which I'm really glad that we listened to them on that. But we said, okay, what's next? So Jeffrey wanted to go to the Stranger Things one, and you know we wanted to make sure that they had their fun, so we said, okay, cool, let's do that. I didn't expect it to be that it was This gonna- was Dan's choice. What, to go do that? No, like Dan, I was like, oh, I really want to do a trick or treat or House of uh, Blum. 
But Dan was like, dude, he really, he's been kind of, I didn't know this. He was like, he's been kind of wanting to do Stranger Things this whole night. Yeah, he kept talking about it. It shows how much I listen. Because I had never heard him talk about it. <laughs> I was like, why would, why? And you're like, he's been talking about this like all night long. I said, oh, you think he's, and Dan was like, dude, let him go. If we miss the other stuff, we miss it. But he has been wanting to do this. And I was like, all right. I'm a sucker for but the kids, man. I was like, that was really cool. That was really cool of Dan to do. Because I was like, well, let's just do My natural personality is like, let's go do this thing. And Dan was like, no, no, no. No, he has been waiting for this all night. We have been doing it kind of everyone else's way. Let him have the last one. And chances are, the way that things were going, this was going to be the last one. By the way that the lines. Yeah, I had the Universal app and it said that there was, yes. like a, I think it was an 80 minute wait at the time. We we're like, well, let's and go we do had this. Like, yes. It was like 10 was, 30, I think, something like that by the time. And they, so we we're like, you know what? I guess this may be it. Or 11 30. So let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, let's go, let's go ahead and do it. So uh, Dan was like, yeah, if this is the last one, it's the last one. But he has been wanting to do this for all night. So we just said, okay. And in my brain, again, I'm like, Stranger Things isn't scary. Agreed. Dude. For that. Go ahead. Yes. For that, it wasn't scary. Now, I mean, I'm still going to stand by that, actually. But I will say one thing about the Stranger Things one. I think that Universal knew damn well, and it proved it, that that's the one that everyone wanted to go to. If you saw the shirts that they were selling, it was all Stranger Things stuff or Trick or Treat or Chucky or something like that, which I never saw Chucky. Did you see Chucky at all? Apparently, he was supposed to be there. I don't. Yeah, I did not see him at all. Never saw him. So... We get in line and they're playing 80s music in line, which is my shit. I love 80s music. I'm hearing my Duran Duran, my NXS. You know what I'm saying? My Howard Jones, all that was being played. We go into the, the maze now. And Universal killed it the, with the amount of money and time that they put Dude. into this thing. It was fucking beautiful, guys. Like, it's like, check it out. I really, I know I've said this already, but check this one out on YouTube and find a good one. They did the work on this shit. You walk in, you feel like you're in the forest. You know what I mean? And the whole idea is it's the Demogorgon the whole time. The Demogorgon was the big scare. But Demogorgon, much like Michael Myers, is jumping out at you everywhere. Now, for some reason, it seemed like we had a little bit more time in this one. So we were starting to get that, oh, okay, the triggers are happening now. Like, we're actually getting some startles. They were coming from everywhere, G. Demogorgons galore jumping out at you. And the buyer's house with the Christmas lights... All of that Dude. shit was just on point. They had a woman that was carrying an axe and she was dressed up like Winona Ryder's character. Now, this was a really cool part, too, because if you have seen Stranger Things, spoilers if you haven't, there are some moments in the show where the Demogorgon from the from the upside down is pushing against the wall. So you're so the walls, some of the walls were made of rubber and you're having them like jump out at you through the wall like that. And I know that got you one time because I heard you yelp. <laughs> that was hilarious. But Demogorgons galore. Um, they had like a little Dustin who was like super little. Like he was like Hervé Villachez little on there. But that was the only thing that was like, okay, well, that's kind of off as far as the, but you know, like, yeah. but as good yeah, as it yeah, was, yeah. as good as it was, you can't really knock them. You know what I mean? But they had people. It was, and then there, there was one, remember that girl that I thought she was just a dummy. She was leaning up against a tree and yeah. I was like, oh, okay. That's the one that I was talking about where I said that, you know, I thought it was a freaking mannequin or something. It would look so it was pretty wild, dude. She wasn't breathing. No. And so she, splayed out and loose. It just looked like a doll. Yes. And then she'd wake up. Ah! Yeah. And then there was, there was one part of this, this house where it shows a fake, um, 11. Is her name 11? Yes. Okay. They shows a fake oh, 11. Oh yes. 11 is, uh, going up a, mo- going up against a monster. 
And it's the scene where she's going up against him. She's got it against the him, wall. Or it. Yes. And so it's a fake 11. And so you're like, oh. And the other thing is literally stone still. I'm talking so about good, no dude. So breathe- good. I mean stone still. All of a sudden the room initiates and this thing starts going crazy. And you, it, you jump. You have to because you're like, oh, that was really. And you know what I saw? When the lights went back, it was like it was going crazy and people kind of jumped. And when the lights went back to normal, wherever it was going crazy at, it stopped in that motion. Right. Exactly. I was like, dude, this person is killing it. And again, I think it takes a certain type. I'm thinking that they they probably had people try out for this because you have to be stone still for it to work. Totally. And you can't. Yeah. It totally. looked like a freaking statue. And it scared. Yes. That one scared the shit out of me because it jumped out of us. And it made me. And you can't be claustrophobic because it's in a skin tight outfit with its face covered. So if you're claustrophobic, dude, (laughs) good luck. It's over. So good. Yes. I I was like, I did not expect that house to be that. And there was a part where you walked in and it was like literally you're outside. Trees and dirt. And I'm like, these, you know how much work was put into this? Like to the tiniest detail to make it look like Stranger Things. I'm totally forgetting the character Matthew Modine played, but he's like the doctor, the one that she called Papa. And they had a guy dressed up like him speaking over a soundtrack. So he's mouthing the script to you. And it was very, very effective. I mean, it didn't really look like him, but you're caught up in it, man. And I I don't know. I think I got to say that one was probably one of my favorites, bro. It was it had no business being one of my favorites. I was not prepared for that. And when I left, I was like. Look at Jeffrey. He picked a freaking good house. Jeffrey may have picked the best house as far as special effects and just oh, the amount of detail easily. that they put into it. So they knew uh, they yes. knew where their money was going. You know what I mean? So I give that one an A plus by far. It was just oh, it was fucking sure. phenomenal. You know, um, my for son sure. brought up a good thing. I'm going to switch up real quick. I'm thinking, well, he thought it and he convinced me to think so. I'm thinking that Universal is they're missing out on a huge opportunity to make money there because, you know, they have that whole Wizarding World of Harry Potter thing that's set up and it's completely blocked off. I found this out immediately because, Steve, you know, I, I know you love the butterscotch, right? So I wanted to get you a butterbeer. I was going to surprise you. Yes. Buy you a butterbeer. Yes. Completely closed off. Now, Harry Potter's not scary, but it has scary elements to it. You know what I mean? They have these things called Dementors and they have Voldemort and they have, you know, they're just, they're big spiders and whatnot. There's things that they could have done with this. Huge missed opportunity, man. They need to open that shit up next year and turn that into some scary thing. Because you imagine all of the Harry Potter fans that will just come flocking to that to be scared in a Harry Potter world. Give me a break already. I I don't know if maybe there's a reason for it. Maybe it's a licensing thing or something. But at the same time, if it was a licensing thing, then why would it be at Universal Studios in the first place? Well, see, here's the only thing I could imagine. Everything that we went in, there's nothing there during the day. So they, because they still have Universal Studios happening during the day. Yeah, that's a good point. But, you know, they could, and, they could do something. I mean, they could just, they could do something with it. They could, have, they, they could have utilized another part of the park or whatever and made it a Harry Potter theme and everything would have been fine. That's, I'm just saying, just a suggestion if you're out there listening to Universal, I would pay for it. Yeah. I mean, for sure, but yeah, they, they, I think that they're, if they were going to do something, they'd want it to be on the level of a Stranger Things. They're like, we can't break down and put up in, inside uh, Harry Potter that quick. They have an hour between uh, people leaving the park and us coming in. That's the only reason I can see, oh, they're not going to use it because they're like, no, we use that until six. And then 
So we got to have other things that are just ready to open. All right, I'll give it to you. But still, I want to see it. I'm just saying. It would have been cool. It would, I think, and I think that also, like for me, I, 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 I would have not even thought that until now for Stranger Things. If they didn't have a Stranger Things last year, I would have been like, uh, it would have made sense to me. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah. It totally makes sense that they would have a Stranger Things. I would have thought they were missing out on money now. But before, I'd be like, why would they do Stranger Things? It's not scary. Yeah. Like, I, I was shocked that they didn't use those, those dog things. You know, those little weird uh, roaming dog things that they trapped them in that bus with? Yeah. I thought those were going to come out. That's next year. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do Stranger Things again. No, they won't. They, and that's good. They shouldn't. But um, there's a couple that I wouldn't mind seeing again. And I'll, tell, I'll get to that. Or There's, there's one for sure that I want to see again because it's got the theme and everything. So we get out of that one and it's getting late now. And I look at the app again and I'm like, oh, look at this shit. Let's go back. We have time. Let's go. Because what was left was uh, the Poltergeist one. Then there was the Blumhouse Chapter 2 maze, which had yes. to do with, uh, I think it was, oh gosh, Truth or Dare and Unfriended were the themes on that one. Yes. And then lastly, Trick or Treat. So we're walking back towards that area now. We have to go through the whole holidays and hell thing. And we come across Trick or Treat that has a five-minute wait. So obviously, obviously we got to yeah. go into this one. And I've never seen Trick or Treat before up until, oh. up until that point. I've changed that since, but I hadn't seen it before then. And I'm like, okay, I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what this is about. Never seen the movie. Let's go and check it out. And we're walking up, and I hear Steve, who's, who's you've seen the movie, right? So you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you're already, you're already, you already know what's going on. And I have no clue, but I'm thinking, you know what? Five minutes, we can't miss out on this. It was the yeah. best damn decision we made because we actually were able to walk through this thing. Like they were, let, they were like, hold up, how many people in your party? Four. Oh yeah. Hold up a second, and then they send the other people through. You're waiting probably two minutes before you go in. And so the house is yours. Reset everything. Yep. This was the only maze that like induced anxiety with me. And I'll get to why in just a second. A bunch of times. Oh I was God. like, whoa. Yeah. Because you were laughing. You're like, I haven't, I haven't seen you jump yet or whatever. And I walked into this thing. And now I wasn't like terrified. But I got my money's worth in this maze alone because... They jump out at you so well. You're alone, essentially, and you're walking yes, through. Yes. There's lots of dark areas. There was this one part where I walked into. Do you remember this part, Steve? I walked in. We both did, but we walked into this little, like, four-cornered area. It was pitch black. Oh, Dan lost it. And I lost my shit for a second. I'm like, I can't find my way out. Like, I got, like, legit <laughs> anxiety because I knew that if I reached the wrong way, something was going to touch me or grab me or just jump out at me or whatever. But nothing actually happened. It was just a freaking little hallway. And the dark threw me off and I couldn't find my way out. And I was kind of starting to panic for just a little bit. And then all of a sudden we, we work our way through and everything was fine. But trick or treat was the funnest of them all for me because that's where I got those scares. I got everything that I wanted out of this one particular maze. Um, the movie is fantastic now that I've seen it. And I think it's, it's just such a fun it's Halloween so movie. It's so fun. Dude. Yeah, it's a yeah. fun. And that, 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 that trick or treat uh, person thing. Sam. Is a Effective. Yeah. Sam jumps out at you out at you a couple of times. And there's this one part where you you walk through, there's like this this little squared out wall thing that you can't see because it's all in the dark. The lights come on, Sam jumps out at you. You're like, oh, he got me. You walk around the corner, they have another opening right there. Sam jumps out at you again. Scared the shit out of me, man. And I love that about it. I love being startled like that. And then, of course. I had forgotten in this movie that there were werewolves. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you for reminding me. Another house like, with werewolves. As soon as we walked in, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I didn't think about it until I saw my brain did, like, in a second. They're like, why is there werewolves? 
and I rewound to the movie. I was like, oh, snap. There is <laughs> it's multiple. <laughs> oh, my God. That was scary. This was my favorite maze out of the whole night. I don't know about you. I don't know if you don't want to answer yet. That's fine. Oh, but. no, I loved it. I loved it so much because I think I guarantee it was empty because no one knew what the crap trick or treat was. I guess so. So, yeah, people didn't know what it was. And it's not a super popular movie, but the people who have watched it say they can't say enough good things about it. They're like, you haven't seen Trick or Treat? It's a fun movie to watch with friends who haven't seen it. Like, you're like, what should we watch tonight? Oh, have you ever seen Trick or Treat? No. And everyone that has watched is like, oh, you've got to see Trick or Treat. I'll be talking about that one in just a little bit because I did watch it the night. When we got back that night after recording, I watched it. I would would still give... um, uh, Universal Monsters number two, but Trick or Treat was the scariest. No, no, we're gonna get to the scariest one that I did that scared me the most because I did it differently. But I love Trick or Treat. Okay, yes, because we're getting to that part now. Actually, yes. So we go. I didn't even think about. Yeah, that. we go through that one. I'm thrilled now. Like I'm finally in the zone, even though it's like the end of the night practically. So we're like, all right, let's do the next thing. We go to Poltergeist now. Poltergeist, not the remake, but the Steven Spielberg Poltergeist from the '80s. And the line was like 25 minutes, so it said. It really ended up being more like 10. You're killing me with the squeaks, baby. <laughs> I know. Gail's adding in squeaky doors now. We need WD-40 on our doors. <laughs> no, that's good. But the squeaky doors work for a Halloween mo- a show. This uh, is show. true. This that's is true. <laughs> Creatures coming to search your blood. I'm just giving you shit, babe. your neighborhood. Oh, why haven't they done a thriller one yet? No, I wouldn't go in. You wouldn't. I yes, don't need you cavorting. Would. Zombies. I don't want cavorting. Don- when okay for me, thriller was great um, until uh, it got scary. And when zombies started dancing together, I'm like, yeah, that's not something I want to see. They're dancing. I don't. Oh no! Nothing would be worse than me getting ch- if I was getting chased by walking zombies. And I was like, oh my god, I got to get out of here. Then all of a sudden, I run into some, and they just start doing a dance together. I'd be like, oh, just kill me. Yeah, I don't even need this visual. That would be so easy to get rid of because they'd be running. They'd be chasing after you. Be like, hold up, guys. Ready? Five, six, seven, eight. They do their thing. You're fucking out. You're gone. Yeah, that's not the five, six. The thriller thing where they did that little slide with their neck and then clap on top. I'm like, oh, I don't need this in my life. But I did like the, uh, if I was going to get killed, I would get killed by the pop liking zombies because I bet they were dope when they were alive. But yeah. I'm going to bet it all that if they have thriller their next year. Your ass is going, but they're not going to have it because I just remembered right now on the Hollywood Horror Nights Twitter page. They said that it's they've actually thought about doing this before, but it's a licensing thing. Let me tell you, how much do you think a lot his kids would try (laughs) so much? (laughs) Gee, but would it? Here's the thing. If they paid that money. It would be totally worth it for us, not to Universal. (laughs) Yeah. They would lose. I mean, I can't even imagine what the Jackson family would would ask for for something. Oh, like that. dude! And here's the thing: you'd be sitting at the table with uh, Universal saying that's too much money. They'd be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. You're saying the the too much money for the highest grossing album of all time, and you want to use the title track for said album from a video that was groundbreaking, and you're saying that it's too much money." Hmm. And then, you know, at that point, Universal will be like, yeah, we're sorry we wasted your hundred time with this meeting. We're not going to do this. <laughs> I can say one thing, though. The handlers of the Jackson estate are doing a much finer job than the handlers of the Prince estate. Because oh, you don't hear dude. Thriller in commercials and whatnot. No, you know what no, I mean? no. Like, like, Michael licensed Thriller out when he was alive for, like, because you heard it on, like, commercials for kids, uh, 
for kids like, um, you know, uh, Halloween outfits. I'm like, oh, he must be getting paid a chunk of change. Was Michael Jackson alive when Hollywood Horror Nights first started? Do you know? I don't think so. Because he, he died in 2009. That's right. I like 2009. Dude, I'm thinking that if he was alive, he'd be like, let's do this. Mm. He, was really, he was really ill with those songs, dude. Like, I, Billie Jean was... Ne- when, 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 the only person he licensed that to was Pepsi. And that was because he had to deal with Pepsi. Yeah, but... Now, but you know, if, now, if someone I, was like to like break this down to him and be like, this is what we see, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I think that it would be a... Maybe he wouldn't do it, but I'm thinking that it would definitely intrigue him. Just because that's the kind it. of stuff that he seemed to like back then. Yes. If he was, in, if he was involved with it, he'd totally do it. And I think, like right now, Rod Temperton, the guy who wrote Thriller, is dead. Unfortunately, um, Michael passed away. The only person alive is, I would go for Quincy. He's the only other person on those credits for Thriller. Quincy's going to be like, nah, though he wouldn't do it. Yeah, because Quincy's going to be like, Hollywood Horror, what? Yeah. Universal where? I have no time what for this nonsense. About? Yeah, exactly. It would take how, like, we'd waste the first two hours explaining to him what Halloween Horror Nights exactly is. They got Herbie Hancock there? No, no Herbie <laughs> He'd Hancock. Be like, no. Stranger Things? Stranger who? Things about where? <laughs> I know Poltergeist. That one I know. That's it. You know what, though, dude? If they did do Thriller, it would be freaking... I guarantee it would scare the... Because remember, you'll have, you'll have werewolves... Oh. you have werewolves, <laughs> G, with Thriller jackets on. I don't like that. Oh, yeah, he did have a Thriller jacket on. I'm guessing because it was sure Thriller. But at the very end, and that's right. not only that... With those yellow have, eyes... Yes, and you would have you'd probably walk into one part where they're dancing. Oh wait, no, no, no. He was a zombie. He was a zombie at the end and a werewolf at the beginning. Correct. Yeah, yeah. the werewolf. He had the black and white. Uh, I think he had the black and white thriller jacket on. Honestly, we're out of gas. <laughs> Gee, listen, I that would be one scary freaking thing. Because remember that video was so scary they had to put out a making of, so people would stop freaking out. They had to put out a making of and say, we are not involved with the occult in any way. That's when you know you scared America. Because who was he before that? He was Billy Jean. He was Jackson 5. He was fun. Then all of a sudden he turned into a zombie and a werewolf because he saw a movie and he's like, I want to transform like that too. (laughs) He's like, okay, we'll do it. Yeah, that was wild. If they get Thriller, that's a game changer. But there's so many other movies they can. I mean, I, I guarantee Halloween's happening again. Now that it's the like it's the highest grossing of all the Halloweens ever, they're gonna do Halloween again next year, for sure. And it was a Universal. No, it wasn't. It was a Blumhouse film, maybe in conjunction with Universal. Could you imagine walking through the house though, and it's all darkness falls across the. Oh, land. dude, I would not like this. At all. That'd be perfect. I wouldn't like this. And if you hear the don't 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 oh no no, holla at your boy. That would be sick. Y'all have fun. Y'all have fun. I'm out. In the great words of, of, of Shark Tank, I'm out. <laughs> so we're going to close this out now. Oh, no, no. We didn't do Poltergeist yet. So now no. this is where Steve exactly. gets genius. Okay. So we're walking through the house and we have 25 minutes left for the park to close. It's now. We do. Yeah. We're, we're, we're just trying to get through. It's now 135 in the morning and we're thinking we're not going to make it. It takes us 10 minutes to get through that. We go through the house and Steve gets this brilliant idea of hold up a second. Who's going to stop us? <laughs> So he sees the first trigger go, you know, the scare, and he just goes, wait. 
So we waited there, and there's people behind us trying to motor their way through. You know what I mean? Uh huh. And we no, were like, no. no, no, forget about this. So we actually wait, and we did this Ooh. every single time that we had us. There was a scare, and it worked perfectly. We should have been doing this the entire time. But tell me, it wasn't totally terrible. Like you're in a room now with nothing. Yeah. You're like, oh crap! I immediately regret this because <laughs> <laughs> something's gonna happen. Before, because you were walking, we're like, oh, maybe we'll get for a second in my brain. I'm thinking, oh, maybe we're going to get all the way through this section without uh, and right then. Not a chance. I mean, gee, they literally I guarantee when they saw me walk in, they were just like, oh, give me give him to me. Give him to me. Oh, this guy wants to scare after me around the side. They do it again and get me. Yeah, they did. They hit you from all sides on that one. That's right. So good. So good, dude. It was a great one. Kudos to you on that one, because now I know that every single time I walk through a maze, I don't care. I'm going to wait. I'm going to get my money's worth. You know what I mean? Because yes, yes. you know what? Not It's not like everyone's going to follow suit. They can go and shuffle through that cattle if they want to, but I'm going to get my money's worth. And I'm going to wait for the scares. So thank you very much for that. You made it so much more enjoyable. And, and uh, House of Blum was good, too. House of Blum was good. But I do want to say one thing about the Poltergeist house. They, another house where they spared no expense, like, you know, oh, the whole, yeah. you know, look into the light. And then towards the end where they had like the corpses in the in the coffins that were popping out from the pool. And then what else? Um, that big skeleton thing, that glowy skeleton thing with like four legs. You know what I'm talking about? The, all of that was just phenomenal. What about those? Remember that skull? That's what I'm talking about. That thing. Yeah, it was yeah. it was phenomenal looking. Like they they really put the money in. Like they have people. But that why are so they? Yeah, that was really good. Now here's my thing. I love the skull, but twice was like, okay, dude, you already you already you already kind of blew that on the first. But it looked good though. It looked. Fa- I that's what I admired the second time I saw. I was like, that was really good. Now when I started, remember that hallway that seemed like it was moving? Yes. Because of the light, yeah. you were like, whoa. Step into whoa. the light. That was so all, all of them welcome. were good. See, I don't know Poltergeist that way well to know when he when she said step into the light, I thought Method Man because he says that in the beginning of one of his raps, and I was like, oh, that's where he got that. I did not know that. I just heard I remember him saying, Step into the light. And when she said it, step into the first thing in my head was like, oh, Method Man. I was like, oh, he probably got it from Poltergeist. He just comes <laughs> out. <laughs> Method comes out. <laughs> I know. They got the yeah, Woo House. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Gee, the Woo House would be awesome. Woo House but, um, would be dope. That would be dope. But um, I loved Poltergeist. I didn't, again, I'm not, I, I saw it when I was little. So when the guy came out with no face, I knew what that meant. I, I mean, I remember the guy cut himself shaving in the mirror and just peeled away his skin. But I, when I was, oddly enough, that was one of the movies I watched as a kid that didn't scare me. It was just like not really scary to me because it wasn't a werewolf thing. So I watched, I was like, oh yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> You're like only werewolves scare me. And it's kind of, only it's still kind of true to this day. Yeah, nothing else gets me except werewolves, um, as far as movies. And but that house was really, really, really good. Like that's where Stranger Things in that house is where they put their money for sure. Trick or treat is where they put their effort. Let's show you how to scare. Yeah, yeah, agreed, man. Let me show you how to scare someone. Universal Monsters was, um, if it was like by the numbers, perfectly done. Universal Monsters got it. That was by the numbers perfect. Every, even if I didn't get scared, I was like, that was good. Wonderfully done, ladies and gentlemen. Whereas Trick or Treat is like, we are pros at scaring people. You want me to show you why we are? And then you go and you get scared. Ha, um, Poltergeist for me and Stranger Things is like, 
even if you're not scared, if you think that this house costs $3 million to make, you will see the money on the walls right now. You will see where we put the money on Stranger Things and Poltergeist. And it looked like it. I was like, wow, this is freaking impressive. Like there's a, we were walking past the wall and all of a sudden the wall, the, you see hands moving through the wall. I was like, now that is a good effect. Cause that looked like part of the wall. Yeah. And then you just see these hands pushing through. You're like, oh, that is good. Like that's quality. That's quality. So we're moving along now. This is the last house that we went through. And it was yes. the, uh, the Horrors of Blumhouse Chapter 2. Again, it featured uh, Truth or Dare with the big old smiley Jack Nicholson clown face, uh, Joker face kind of. If you've seen the mm-hmm. movie, you know what I'm talking about. And then it was Unfriended. Now, I'm going to tell you that this one was kind of my least favorite, but you made it fun. So go ahead. I and thought it was super scary. Give us a walkthrough, man. Um, like, I don't know anything about, like, Blumhouse horrors, right? I know nothing about it. As far as, like, the, the, uh, what they had, like, the truth, uh, what was this one? Unfriended and, um. Uh, truth or Dare. I don't know either one of these movies. To me, neither of them were, like, great movies to begin with. So, I was like, whatever, we've done all the other ones. Let's go ahead and go into it. That's my take on it when we go in. And so when I get in there, I'm like, okay, this isn't, we're rushing through because we're just like, eh, you know, we got to hurry up and do this only because you're like, hey, uh, this is the last house and we got everything else, right? But dude, you go in and it made me say, okay, I need to see these movies because there's a girl, like there was a girl, I don't know what happened to her face. I need to find this out. But this girl like was not just out scaring you. She'd like go running through hallways. Yeah, that was like, the good oh, part about it. I don't like this at all. Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> this is crazy. And I was like, my thing was, how does this fit into Truth or Dare or Unfriended? How is this a thing? It made me leave thinking, oh, I want to see that movie now. Now, I, I kind of knocked Unfriended. And to be truthful, I haven't seen that one. But um, to me, it seemed like they were just sort of, it was all piecemeal. Like they said, we're going to take these components of the movie. And we're just going to put people in masks and, and scare you with it. I don't think it necessarily had anything to do with the actual story for Truth or Dare, whereas the other ones did. Oh. You know, because you walk through the poltergeist house, you're walking through the story. Stranger Things, you're walking through you're the right. story. No, you're totally uh, right. This totally one was right. just like, let's put them in the Truth or Dare masks and scare them kind of thing. And, you know, and it was cool and all. And again, it worked. you exercising the whole hold up and let's wait thing made all the difference in the world. I think that's why and I enjoyed it. I also think that they, the, the performers, dug that. They were able to get reset, chill out, and scare us when they wanted to. Right. And all of it was, for me, all of it was effective because nothing really was a cohesive thing. Every little piece was different. I was like, oh, that's over. And then all of a sudden we're in a new section. I'm like, oh, snap. What's this? Like nothing was really (laughs) cohesive, which makes sense where you're saying, no, it was just a bunch of stuff like thrown together. Right. All of it being scary. Especially homegirl running through hallways. I didn't like that. So I liked Blumhouse a lot. Um, like after, other than the Terror Tram, I thought all of the houses were great. And I thought the Terror Tram was good too. I'm just saying if everything else was like a nine or a 10, that was an eight or a seven. Yeah, none, of, so none of them were terrible. That's for sure. No, all of them were. I just, I, again, every time I go, I'm like, why am I doing this? But I will say right now, I'm going again next year. As am I. And I want that RIP pass this time. No more waiting, man. Here's the problem, though. 
here's here's what we should do. Here's the would be the wise thing to do. Take a group of like five, and when we go in as a, with the uh, passes, we just hold up. Be like, hey, there's five of us. That's enough for a group. We don't go until we all go at once when everything resets. Because a group of two is a little bit like, really, guys? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to hold up for two people? I think that's a fair argument. I think that's something that we could probably request. I mean, especially if you get someone that's cool. Some of those people, though, they looked like, oh, God, I can't wait for this fucking night to be over. With the ones that were, like, waving you along. You know what I mean? Like, with their little flashlights. Yes. And I guarantee if we're just like, if I tell the guy, hey, we're going to wait for the reset, he'd probably be like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Because if anything, it's it resets the rhythm of the thing where it's just like, okay, now the flow is going to be better. Where it's just like, okay. Hit you, ah, they all scream, reset, next group. Hit you, ah, they all scream, reset, until the next group runs through and messes up the reset. Well, we'll we'll find out if it works next year, right? Can't wait. Dude, I give this trip, uh, out of 10, I'm giving it a 428. Agreed, man. I had such a blast this entire time. I had a great time. And it was the longest time I got to spend with Dan. Dan is a... Dan is a very... Like, he's Dan out out of town, too. It's just the same guy. (laughs) What's that mean? Is that a good thing? I don't like, no, you know how most of the time it's like, uh, you know, we're like, oh, snap, we're going to see Dan let loose. No, this is just Dan. What do you mean? Like, I don't let loose? I think this is, you are a naturally loose guy. This is just, you don't need to let loose because you're just Dan. Take it in stride, you're, baby. Take it in stride. Yeah, you're just like, eh, this is me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. So it's not like a. Oh crap! You get Dan out of town. He gets drunk and silly, and you got to carry him out of clubs. And he gets out of his. No, you're just cool out of town too. Those are the old days, man. Not anymore. Got my shit yes. together. But so, ra- wrapping this up, though, Steve, I just yeah. want to say there was two things that we did not see uh, for those completists out there. That hey, you didn't you didn't touch on this. We didn't want to touch on this. We didn't really have the time to. There was a a Jabberwockies dance performance thing. Jabberwockies are dope, but I didn't really go there for that. You know what I mean? And I don't really want to see them doing Jabberwocky stuff to no. like Halloween music. It just didn't thrill me. Wasn't my no. thing. Maybe if we needed, if we were tired and we just wanted a place to chill for a little bit or something, we would go check that out. But it wasn't my thing. And then the last one was uh, the AMC's uh, The Walking Dead Attraction. I have signed off on The Walking Dead. I had no desire for it. There was nothing that I wanted to see in that. It's just, okay, there you go. Zombies. All right, peace out later. I had no desire to do that. So those are the only things that we missed. But you're, Yeah. Would you say a 400 plus? That's what I'm giving this. I'm rating this 400 plus out of 10 because it was just an amazing time. And again, uh, I enjoyed spending time with you, brother. Uh, I can't wait to do this again next year. And I do think we need to roll with better numbers just for the fun of it. I will give Universal Studios props for being prompt and on point about things because they closed things down at 2 a.m. Like on the nose. We got out out of the Blumhouse maze at 1.58. I looked on the clock. We walked out and we're walking back to that crazy tunnel again and just two o'clock hits, boom. Suddenly you're not hunting Halloween Horror Nights anymore. It's just a tunnel. The performers just all stop what they're doing and they just all walk away. It's like shifts over. It was really kind of crazy like that, but I guess they have to to get all these people out of the park. Yes, it was really good. Loved it. Universal Studios has their shit together. They are on point. Guys, we cannot recommend Hollywood Horror Nights enough. Check it out. No matter what, you know, if you're on the East Coast, go to Florida. You know, I think they have it in like Japan. You don't have to go to Florida. I wouldn't go to Florida. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, you can go there. You know know what I'm saying? But it's, it's so much fun. So check it out. Don't shortchange yourself. Bring the friends. Bring the significant others and have a blast. So much fun. 
I'm done. Agreed. Agreed. So, Dan, I know that you've had a busy week, but out of this busy week, you were able to see a few movies. Will you like to tell us some of them? Yeah, I would. But I'm thinking I'm not going to go like too deep into these because they're all older ones, except for one where I have some comments on. But I will start off by saying that when I got home, I was so jazzed about Trick or Treat. That was the first thing that I wanted to touch because I wanted to know what is this movie about? What is this house that scared me so much? What is it about? And uh, Trick or Treat. Let's talk about that for a second. Yes. This is like the pinnacle of Halloween fun. It's kind of a slasher flick, but it's it's done. Dare I say it's almost whimsical in a way, even though it's yes, kind of a horror totally. story. Like the music that accompanies it is like whimsical music. Gail even pointed that yes. out. Like she's like, what are you watching? This seems like a very festive kind of a movie. She wasn't paying attention to it. It's got the best soundtrack for just, I, I really can't explain it any better than it's like, it's whimsical. And you'll know what I mean when you listen to it. Uh, but what it is, I'm going to read a synopsis here. It's five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. An everyday high school principal has a secret life as a serial killer. A college virgin might have just met the guy for her. A group of teenagers pull a mean prank. A woman who loathes the night has to contend with her holiday-obsessed husband. And a mean old man meets his match with a demonic supernatural trick-or-treater. Uh, that's just these stories. And, and what's really cool about this is that they're all intertwined. At one point, you're going to see a character from one story in the other story. It all wraps up. It's all occurring on the same night. It's such a fun movie. This movie came out in 2007, I believe, and it stars Anna Packin, which this is all, uh, is it Packin, right? Is that how you say it? Packin? Packin? Anna Packin. Anna Packin. I remember, I remember from... Uh, Anna Packin. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> she was from um, a uh, True Blood. True Blood, right. And I'm thinking this is pre-True Blood. No, it's post. Is it really? Yeah, it's 2007. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I wasn't a True Blood guy, but... It was good. I'm surprised that she did this. I don't know why. I just was surprised to see her in this. I thought maybe she was, a, a, as far as the uh, actress totem goes in Hollywood, I thought maybe she was a little bit higher up on the on the ring. You know oh, what I mean? Gee, if Brian Cox is doing it, no one's, no one's too good for this movie then. <laughs> Once Brian Cox is in the movie, game, set, match. He is the monster. So I'm like, okay, you win. And not only that, but Dylan Baker, who you've seen in everything. So once those two people are in... Yeah, there's no one that's going to be like, oh, I'm too big for this movie. Are you? Are you too big for this movie? <laughs> I have to ask myself how I missed this one. Like, I must have just been in a humbug kind of mood, man, because this just seems like it's so much up my alley. And it I, really is. And I dude. wouldn't have I watched shocked. it. I wouldn't have watched it if it hadn't have been for that maze. But it's fantastic. Like, it's something that I plan on owning. I know I'll now watch this movie. Like, there's always the standards that I watch. You know, I will watch Halloween. Um, I'm always going to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, now this is going to be another one. This is a trick or treat. It's fucking wonderful. So I don't have a ton to say about this one. I, was, I didn't think we were going to go as long on the whole Hollywood Horror Nights thing. Yeah. I will say this. When you see Sam's face. Yeah, that was a surprise. Listen up Because <laughs> for me, I was like, oh, it's going to be. I already know what they're going to probably do some gruesome. When you see her, you're like, oh, my God. Like, whoever came up with that look. I, w I mean, that's just something that's just like. As soon as you see it, you're like, yep, that's what we're using. Uh-huh. And I don't want it anywhere near my house. They're like, hey, can you hold that in your living room? No. <laughs> no, I will not hold this thing in my living room. Even though I know it's a an object that cannot move, I will not hold it. It's a great... The whole thing is a good movie. Like, from the beginning to the end, I remember... Because um, I watched it when it came out. And I was like, oh, it, in my brain, everyone has seen it. 
the more I talk to people, I realize, oh, people have it. And they're making a um, sequel. Yes, I just read that, in fact. I can't wait, man. Maybe, maybe. I think so. they will. I really do think they will. And I'll tell you one thing, like, I really wish I could have seen this on the big screen. I hope they bring it back to the big screen one year, because I'll check it out. There's just something so, I don't want to sound like a dumbass, but it's like magical. Like that, you know, you think of Halloween, that's the type of movie that you want to see. It's not too scary. It's not over the top. It's just good Halloween fun and so well done and so well written. And it's exactly what you're looking, at least exactly what I was looking for. I didn't even know it, but I don't understand how a movie could be this good and I just missed it. You know, Dan, um, now we were saying this on the podcast, which is dangerous. Uh huh. But if we figure out between now and next year how to get a screening, like you can actually just rent prints and rent out a movie theater and just have it there for like a Halloween showing. Would we do it? Is that what you're asking? I think it could be done. Oh, I think it would like, be great. Yeah. Like at like at Clovis, like the dollar theater, even though I know you see, it is funny. Cause even though it's a crazy idea, if I'm like, hey, I got it done at the dollar theater, dad will be like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do the dollar. Theater. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Like, can we get my? Can we get the mine? No, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Atmos Sound, or I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, part of you will be like, oh, you know, the flat, the flat level. I kind of want it slanted. First of all, sir, we are not at a point to where we could pack a theater. I don't think. You know what I mean? In oh. our in our town is what I'm saying. I think we can. For trick or treat, we could. Maybe so, but we would have to do some serious marketing for that. So, tell you what, if you can get this going. And we can get enough people following our show or at least have this outlet to be. And we obviously have an outlet. But I'm saying if we had a way of letting the town know, hey, listen, we're Heroes of Noise. We're doing this, you know, trick or treat viewing at said theater. I would totally be down for that. I would love to host something like that. Well, people would come out only because there there are. Like, I don't give a fuck know, who the Heroes of like Noise the, are, but I want to see trick or treat on the big screen. Here's what we do, G. And I know it will be ill, but all we do is we attach it to the zombie crawl. You go to the zombie crawl and then you end up Ooh. coming to the. Um, it's a loud like theater, the, the though. Tower. Yeah, we go to the tower and we get the towers. At uh, the tower theater. Yes. Perfect. For a screening of Trick or Treat after the zombie crawl. That would and be come amazing. In, in your outfits. That would be amazing. That would be great. And the thing is, it's, it's totally doable. Like people that set up stuff is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you know, yeah, you just make it at a midnight showing of Trick or Treat. Well, then I think I smell a challenge. I think I do smell it. Here's what it is. Remember what I said that discipline is doing something after the funny, bubbly feelings yeah. happen? Uh-huh. That's what I'm, I'm going to say. You know what, Steve? You don't want to do it anymore because it's not bubbly, but you still you need to do it. Then they can look back on this, this thing right now and say, did Steve uphold his thing? Did he actually make this crazy thing happen? I can timestamp this and we can call back on it next year. I'm making it happen, homie. Do it, man. I've, I'm all on board. Whatever I can do, use my resources. Let's make this happen. That sounds like a fun time. I just need all I need. I don't really need much. All I need is your money. Okay, I, I can give you a little of that. I think I am employed now, as you know. <laughs> yeah, bro, you could probably fund the whole thing. Get I don't out need of here. anybody there. If anything, it would just be me at the Tower Theater. I got a free screening of Trick or Treat on the big screen. Smiling ear to ear. Only person <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> you would literally walk in there and be like, "How did I know?" It was just going to be you. <laughs> like, Steve. And that's, this is how it would go down. She'd be like, Steve, where are all the fucking people? Oh, I didn't think we need them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, turns that would out be your someone answer. Else, yeah. I mean, you already purchased and rented the place. No, it's good. So I figured, hey, we're good. I figure you handle one? it. <laughs> Have a seat. Anywhere you want. We're good. We're right in the middle. You want me to rewind it? 
<laughs> now that's a scenario I can see going down for sure. We're gonna get, dude, people, here's the, the only thing we'd have a problem with is security. Cause once you come out of that zombie crawl, I mean, it might be a little rough. That's what I was saying. It might be a little bit too much because you got alcohol flowing. They but. would fill it in, though. They would fill that place, but they'd be like, oh, we all go from the street into the tower. But they, you have to realize to watch a movie, though. Right. You're here to watch a movie. You know what I would settle for? I would settle for an old school midnight showing. Like they used to do Rocky Horror yes. Picture Show or something like that. Oh, yeah. And you get you get the radio stations involved and you, you know, just use Twitter. I think it could be a lot of fun, man. So let's try it out. Let's let's see if we can do this. If we set up a You know um, damn like well we're gonna page. forget by two shows from now, we're gonna be like, what? No, 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 what are we not about? A, no way. Like if we set up if we in like March or so, we set up a page dedicated to that, like trick-or-treat showing, and we figure out how to get a print. A GoFundMe? They wouldn't even need to go because if they pay ahead, if you do an event, bro. Anyway, yeah, we'll talk we about these things off yes, mic. Yeah, for sure. But I'm excited. It's a good idea. I think it's a great idea. So trick or treat. Yes, you did. I'm going to give you credit on that. But trick That's or treat, right. guys. Um, you know, again, we still don't have a real true rating system. But I'm going to try and stay festive with this one. I'm giving this one, Steve, five out of five tombstones. That is that is my reboot of this movie. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> You know what? That's all you. You got it. <laughs> I don't even need to do that. That's all you. My movie reboot. Well, now you have boo. You dumbass. That is so funny. That is so funny, dude. You're hilarious, um, dude. Okay, so what what else you been watching, bro? So the next one that I watched was something that can, it's on Netflix right now. I think it's like five episodes on it. It is called Haunted on Netflix. Now, Steve, okay. have you watched any of this? No, I have not. What is this? A chilling glimpse into the first person accounts from people who have witnessed horrifying, peculiar, extraordinary, mm. supernatural events and other unexplained phenomenons that continue to haunt them to this day. That's okay. what we're dealing with. So, okay. all right. So here we go. <laughs> okay. Here we go. So, I did watch, I think I watched all but two of them, okay? And I'm going to tell you right now that I just tapped out after those last two. Like Before those last two, I just couldn't do it anymore. Okay, the first one that I'm going to talk about is entitled The Woman in White. So The Woman in White is based on this cat from Bakersfield. And when it starts up, he's sitting in this like library type room, some office. And he's surrounded by his friends and his family. His daughter's there. His two best friends are there. And I think like a cousin or something like that. And he starts talking about how when he was, the first memory that he had was when he was like five years old, he grew up poor. So sometimes his family had to stay at hotels and whatnot. And he recalls that one time they were having breakfast in the, the diner of this hotel. And his earliest memory is of this guy that was, comes running out of one of the hotel rooms, buck naked. And he hits someone over the head with an ax. He kills this person in a parking lot. And then he turns his sights on the diner and he tries running in. So what he remembers is a bunch of people that were holding the glass, like the door back while this guy's getting in. Police come and he never got in, but the police come, they shoot him in the parking lot. He dies. So that he just brings that up and it's like, okay, I'm intrigued. So let's go on. So he ends up moving to Anaheim with his family and not long into the process. Like when he walks in, he can tell that people are looking at them weird, not in an unwelcomed kind of way, but more of a, like, he didn't know what it was, why they were looking at him like that, but they weren't looking at him normally, the whole family. Uh, he finds out very quickly 
he starts to sleepwalk and things like that. And uh, one night, uh, and it was, it was very well done, I thought, to, to this point anyway, was um, it started coming from his closet. And, you know, the doors were moving. And then one night the doors just open up. He's a little kid. He's probably like six years old. He runs to the doors and he closes them back up again. They open up again. It's one of those kind of things, right? So that's like the first experience. The, okay. ne- the next night, because this haunted him for like a, just years and years, up to the point where he's an old, not an old ass man. He's probably like, you know, compared to where he's at, he's like in his 50s now, I would guess. At least I, he looked that way. So anyway, um, he's telling the story about how it's, it just keeps getting worse and worse. So one night the doors open up again and he finds this woman in white who is hanging in his closet. And now we start getting into the movie cliches of things like, you know, the bent neck lady. We got a situation like that going on. You know, the first night he just sees her. He hears uh, whispering his name and things like that. He sees her and he freaks out. He, he closes his eyes and she goes away. The next night, it just keeps happening over and over again. This time she falls to the ground and in good old fashioned, like, you know, horror movie fashion, she like she cracks her neck. You hear bones cracking and whatnot. And she starts crawling towards him. That kind of a thing. Long story short, this woman is cha- she's haunting him night after night after night. He tries to tell his parents about it. His parents are not paying any mind about it. And his dad, who has now become an alcoholic, is taken to just beating the shit out of him anytime he ever talks about it again. Okay? Mm-hmm. So he doesn't feel like he has anyone to turn to. Uh, this things keep getting worse and worse. Uh, there's there's a point when he's a teenager and he's taking a bath and all this, like, this is where it just gets ridiculous. All this blood is coming out of the water. And uh, he, he jumps. Yeah, I know. He jumps. He jumps out of the out of the uh, the tub. And he calls his mom in, and his mom says nothing. She just cleans it all up and gives him a look like, I understand, but I'm not going to say a word to you. Cleans it up, and he's like, why aren't you believing me? This goes on for six years. He gets to the point where he gets a, um, he finds an Ouija board at a yard sale. And they start playing with it, and it just keeps spelling out, hurt you, over and over again, over and over again, hurt you, hurt you, hurt you. They finally get to the point where they're going to move. And when they move, the landlord or the maintenance guy is like, well, I'm surprised you guys waited here that long. Matter of fact, the week that you moved in, there was this mother who had killed her two kids and then she hung herself in the closet. And that's why we were changing out the carpet and whatnot, because she'd been there for, you know, a while. Who knows? Bowels emptied, I guess, or whatever. But they they had to clean everything out. So he ends up moving back to Bakersfield with his family and everything's going okay for a while. He makes some friends in the neighborhood. Lady in white eventually appears to him again. And he gets hit by a car like he's he's riding his bike at night and she appears in the street. He's not paying attention. He gets hit by a car. He goes to his friend's house and the the kid's like, hey, mom, you know, he got hit. Like, what do we do? And the mom apparently is like catatonic. And then she looks at him and she's like, you're supposed to be dead. You're supposed to be dead. She starts saying this over and over again, because in this guy's opinion, the woman in white has like inhabited her body to talk to him. Okay, you with me so far? I'm there. Okay, thank you. So anyway, uh, you know what? I I don't want to tell you the whole story. Essentially, what's going on is this thing just keeps chasing after him for a long time. Um, He ends up having a kid, and the woman in white is there again. And at one point, he's working at this bowling alley, and he walks out, and he sees the woman in white, and he, like, collapses. Apparently he was dehydrated, what they said, and he um, they they bring him back. They ref- they do the defibrillator okay. on him. They bring him back, okay. and they said, "Well, you're lucky to be back because you had died." Okay, we brought you back. So suddenly the woman in white's no longer there anymore. And this guy's opinion is that it was the woman in white thought that he was one of her kids, and she should have been dead. Or excuse me, and that he should have been dead. So now that she's seen the, him die, she's like cool to let him go. Okay. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so they're, they're these dogs. Adorable. 
So because he had passed on, apparently, allegedly, uh, that was good enough for her. So she goes away for a while. So he's sitting around. He's like crying the whole time while he's, his friends are just looking at him all, all you know, concerned and everything. And then he's all, this is, this is the part where it gets real perfect. <laughs> it's because this woman goes, so have you seen him? Have you seen her since? And he's like, well, actually, uh, she showed up three nights ago before we recorded this. Convenient, right? So now he's back again. The woman's back again. He, he's just going to, he can't cheat death forever, Steve. So, you know, the woman's back and she's going to continue to haunt him. So now I'm going to tell you that as cheesy as that story sounds, it was only about 25 minutes long, I think. And it held my interest the first time. I'm like, okay, well, where are they going to go from here? And they continued. It just gets worse and worse and worse. It's so unbelievable. The second one was called Strays. I think it was called Strays, but it should have been called Strays. I'm not going to tell you the story of it, but basically what it has to do is that these people that are living with their, I think it's, no, these two girls are living with their parents who happen to be serial killers. Okay. All true, Mm -hmm. Steve. It's all true. And, uh, you know, they would bring home Strays as the dad would call them who were just like, you know, vagrants and whatnot. They would kill them. And it turns out that the dad is into like, um, you know, Satan worship or whatever, and he conjures up demons and whatnot. And it just, it just gets silly and more silly as we go on. Maybe you scare pretty easily. Maybe you buy into that kind of stuff, but it's just kind of whack. The other thing that I noticed about this, and I don't mean to get too racial about this, it's all white people. So they need to call this show like the, you know, the, the terrified, traumatized white people show. Cause that's all it is. It's just, it, there was no ethnic stories whatsoever. It's just five tales of like Caucasian people that are traumatized. I did find one thing kind of interesting. I think most of the stories have to do with abuse. So I have a feeling that these people are dealing with some PTSD shit. And some guys like, let's make some money off this and make a Netflix show and let's exploit them. And it's just whack. Uh, yes. It's just a and whack. I, show. I think that's true because the abuse is real. The ghosts are not. Right. Exactly. Yes. I, I don't, yes. I don't buy into that kind of thing. I just thought it looked kind of cool. Like the, the cover of it looks kind of neat. You know, the poster that you see on Netflix. So I said, I'll check it out. And like I said, the first one held my interest, but after a while it just gets so ridiculous that you just like, give me a fucking break already. I had to turn it off. So that is called haunted. I'm going to give that okay. one a humongous thumbs down on that one and uh, <laughs> watch at your own risk. But, you know, it is in the spirit of Halloween. I thought I would share that with you. But unfortunately, not a good story. So that was Haunted on Netflix. People, apparently, if you have nothing else to do, still don't watch that show. Zero tombstones. No tombstones whatsoever. <laughs> what else you been watching, man? The next one that I'm watching, or that I watched, I should say, you watched too. So I thought that we could talk about this one together, okay? I thought I would take a classic movie, one of my favorite movies, so I thought, (laughs) and uh, I would watch it again. And the movie that I'm talking about is Clive Barker's Hellraiser. I know you watched this one too. Yes. Before I go into it, let's hear some of your thoughts on Hellraiser, because this is the first time that you've seen it, correct? Yes. And what happened was I, you know, I always hear people talking about pinhead, 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 pinhead. I was like, you know what? Skip it. I'm just going to watch this thing. So I turned it on and I was doing something else. And I was like, oh, whatever. And then all of a sudden I see this thing like with a weird facial smile doing chattering its teeth. I was like, wait a minute. Am I in? And so I put down everything and watch it. And halfway through, I text you or call you or something like, man, Hellraiser is totally dope. But then (laughs) I was like, oh, no, what's happening? It turned from a good, fun horror movie to a fairly bad movie. Yeah. Like the second half is (laughs) trash. 
when I was a kid, I saw this movie. I think it came out in 87. So I think I was 15 years old at the time. And, you know, at the time, it seemed like a scary movie to me because I, I was fascinated with the Cenobites. I thought they still looked pretty cool, like watching it. I, don't, I think that the Cenobites actually held up well as far as the makeup goes. But this movie is super dated. Like the special effects are horrible in this. Um, when you and see, I thought the first half was really. I thought those special effects were really good. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I don't. It was crazy how. I mean, I was like, it looks real, but that thing is too skinny for it to be a real person under a mask. Yeah, it was really effective. I thought. I think that if this movie was made today, and the story was updated a little bit, you know what I mean, and not like over cheesed up or anything, it has potential to actually be a classic. The movie itself is a classic because people love this movie. Uh, Clive Barker had a big run in the 80s. He did Nightbreed. Again, he did several Hellraisers. Um, he had a run. And I was really kind of like fond of this movie until I went back and watched it last night. And it's just, it doesn't hold up for me. Um, I was actually very disappointed because I planned on going on this Hellraiser like run and just watching all of them. But I didn't make yeah, it past two. That first one, the second half, dude. I was like, why would I text Dan this? Because it just didn't seem like it could be bad. And then all of a sudden, it's like the director was like, hey, you know that great movie we were making like yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. How about we do the opposite today? <laughs> and people were like, yeah. We were doing too great. good, guys. Let's just screw this up entirely. And it was, it got real. I mean, it went. To, and then, like, when the Cenobites get destroyed, it was like, real quick, no biggie. One of them, just the building falls on them. I'm like, oh, these things from hell, a building falls <laughs> on them die. and it's over. <laughs> they die from <laughs> I was like, right. that's... And so Satan's like, dang, I did not account for freaking roofs. What happened to I the largest roof... Cenobite? Oh, I was killed by a two by four. <laughs> really? We got to make them better. Yeah. We Yeah. And so I was like, oh, and when the girl um, took out um, uh, Pinhead and she started messing with the box, he's like, no, don't do that. I'm like, hey, go take the box from her, G. That might be the way to stop her from doing that. <laughs> Don't do that. No. And he disappears. I'm like, gee, you were within four feet of her right then. Um, now, I'm not going to take too much away, though, from Doug Bradley, who plays Pinhead. I think that that character oh. to me is phenomenal. Like, I just love the appearance of that. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about his character in just a second, because I, Steve, thought that it would be a good idea to go ahead and just, you know, if, if I can get through this one, I needed something to talk about today and I wanted to talk about Hellraiser with you. Um, before I move along, was there anything else about this that you liked or, or I mean? No, yeah. nothing I even wanted to even talk so about. So big old thumbs down on this one, huh? Yes. How many gravestones we get First half, one? it's worth, no, it's worth watching the first half of this movie though. Agreed. But it takes a you weird should. turn. It takes a very strange turn, but in order to be in the conversation, as I say, just watch the first half of this movie so you're like, oh, I know who Pinhead is. I'm going to go ahead and give this one, Steve. I'm going to give it a two out of five gravestones. Tombstones. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it? Um, I would give it... Dude, I'm about to shock you. I'm going to give it three because... The first half was so good. Yeah, you know what? I'm not. You know what? I'm going to stick with my two. But essentially, I think you're right. It's not as bad. That one is no. not as bad. Matter of fact, it was good enough to make another sequel. So yes. yeah, I think you're you're a little more accurate. It's definitely not a good movie, but it's it's an average movie that just takes this weird turn. That's. I would say that the first half of of I'm about to go over the overboard. The first half of Hellraiser 
is better than 80% of streaming horror movies right now. Easily. Most of these streaming horror movies are trash, and I love horror movies. The first half of Hellraiser has some scenes that are better than the whole movies 80% of the time on these streaming on these streaming sites. So yeah, dude, watch the first half, people. Ladies and gentlemen, please. So speaking of the second half, um, you know, good usually overcomes evil in these movies, and it, it's not going to make a difference here. It's the exact same thing. Kirsty Cotton gets... She's victorious, all right? She sends the demons back. Yes. As you heard, one of them met the fate with a two-by-four and whatnot. But Hellraiser 2 starts off immediately after Hellraiser. So we end up with Kirsty now in an institution because she's traumatized by all these things. Her father mm -hmm. is gone. Uh, you can figure out why if you choose to go down that road. And what Hellraiser 2 is about is her time in this institution. There's this doctor that kind of falls for her a little bit, but the head doctor of this place who was played by Kenneth Cranham and the doctor's name is Dr. Philip Chenard. He is obsessed with the cult, the occult rather, and uh, not the band, the cult, but he's obsessed with the occult and he's obsessed with these boxes. Okay. So he has always been following this his whole life. And it's this dark secret he has, but he's one of those doctors that he has, you know, like there's the hospital where he cares for people. And then there's the basement, Steve. And in the basement is where he's keeping all of the real crazy ones, right? Who he's using as experiments to, you know, to, to satisfy his need in this occult thing. Yes. And uh, what ends up happening is, is that the whole story is about Kirsty wants to go back and she wants to find her dad. Okay. So what ends up going on is this doctor has, gets a hold of one of these boxes and I didn't really gloss on over uh, Uncle Frank very much. Remember, he's like, hey, Kirsty, it's me, Uncle Frank. He's like yes. this creepy, he's, he's, yes. he's this creepy uncle who's got like some sexual issues. We'll say that. But um, to, to tell this story correctly, I would have to give you the spoilers and I'm just not going to do that. But Frank's still in it. And... Uh, she has to go after Frank. So what goes on is this uh, doctor finds a way into hell. And by doing so, he brings back the character of Julia, who is the, the wife that was cheating on the dad with Frank and whatnot. And she comes back. She convinces him to open up this gateway to hell again. This is where it just gets even worse than you could even imagine, dude. Like, it's just so fucking bad, this movie. So the doctor ends up meeting this fate, which I'll, I won't share with y'all, but he, he becomes a Cenobite. I'll say that. And when he becomes a Cenobite, not only does he become a Cenobite, but now he is the equivalent of Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, Mr. Freeze. So oh, everything no. becomes puns. Now, he looks kind of cool. And I remember him looking kind of cool. So that's why I was like eager to see this again. But it was a huge mistake. I should have just left well enough alone. But he, he comes into this room and he goes, the doctor is in. You know, he says shit, shit like that. Ugh. Um he recommends amputation. Uh, the prognosis for you is death. Uh, tell me about your... Yeah, it's just constant, non-stop you know puns. Think, you know what I think did that? What's that? I think Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, Kruger was just like, sorry to... Oh, no. Can you turn the channel? Or no, welcome to prime time. <sighs> like, once he started doing those, those puns, people were like, oh, that's what the kids want. No, it's not what the kids want. Matter of fact, I tapped out after Dream Warriors. It was just too bad. Oh, dude, I loved it. I love the puns. I hate you, them. But that's, I'm punny. I'm you very are, punny. You are a punny guy. Uh, terrible movie. Like, it was just so bad at a certain point. I was sitting there with my coworker because we had some downtime. We're watching this movie. And I'm like, this is horrible, right? I said, but I'm going to keep going with this because I have to talk about it tomorrow. And, you know, 
this is just my opinion. Like, if you like Hellraiser and you find these movies dear to your heart, then please go with it. But uh, honestly, if you haven't seen it in like over 10 years, uh, you may just want to leave well enough alone because you're not going to have the same opinion once you watch these movies. They are, they're bad. They're really bad. But Hellbound Hellraiser is a humongous turd. And I know I'll never watch that movie again. And the doctor who was like super, like scary to me. Like I would think about this guy because there's this one part where this like big demon limb thing like attaches to his head and it drills into his head. So it's like connecting with them, you know, and he makes this like sound and it's fucking crazy. And I remember as a kid going, damn, that's pretty eerie. It's still kind of eerie, but as soon as he starts giving puns, it's just terrible. But you're right. I think it was all Robert England's fault and I've hated puns ever since. Terrible. It was just a bunch of garbage. So I think I, I think the, my, I'm going to tell you right now, half, first half of Hellraiser is very good. It's a classic. Uh, Trick or Treat is going to be my number one go-to for Halloween this year. Guys, watch that one. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It's campy as hell, but it's very well done. And then, of course, Haunted was another turd. So I had, I, you know what? I, I guess we could have talked about more classic ones this time around, but I'm still having fun, Steve. And I want to hear, speaking of classics, you've got one to talk about now. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let me tell you something. I've never been much of a Michael Myers person. I've always been a person that thought Michael Myers is not that freaking scary. He is a person that if I saw him, um, you know, he came into my house, I'd be like, look, bro, you don't have to get up on my house. That's on the rail, man. I don't know what we're talking about right now. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You all up in my way, though. You know what I mean? I asked you to leave a few times ago, but you still here. Yeah, I don't know what you want to do, y'all. You know I mean, what you want to do? So <laughs> it was one of those things where I was thinking, like, this is what's going to happen. And uh, so already, already, there, your review is better than mine. But please go on. That's not true. <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, okay, well, let me go see Halloween. Everyone's, you know, people are talking about it, so let me go ahead and see it. So I watched this movie, and um, I come out of this movie, and I realize, uh, yeah, this nigga's scary. This nigga's real scary. Um, Michael Myers in this movie, he is, here's what they did to make you scared of Michael Myers. Can I cut you they off for one quick second? I'm so sorry, but can you give the, the audience a little bit of a breakdown about what this one's about? Oh, uh, I think like everything's a spoiler. Um, it's a follow up to the first one. So if you've seen the first one, it picks up where Michael Myers is. Um, he's locked up. He's in a mental institution. And um, Jamie Lee Curry, uh, Laurie Stroud, I, think, I believe it's Stroud or Stroud? I think it's Strode, actually. Strode. Um, Laurie is out, you know, um, waiting for him to get out. Everyone knows that, you know what, he's probably going to be in there for the rest of his life. She doesn't think so. She's not buying it still to this day. I'm not going to tell you the ins and outs of the family situation, but so. Um, what happens is, in this movie, they make Michael Myers a human person that can be hurt, can be killed if you can do it. They just make it so that, no, he is so terrifyingly strong and he will go the extra step that you won't, that you won't be able to kill him. You can't kill him. And everywhere you think he is, he thought you would think that he was there from jump. And I'm like, oh no, because this is a, sh this is a movie where it shows how 
there is no like you know how in the in the first Halloween he would just go into people's house and start killing them. Yeah, this is what he does in this movie too. He's like, I don't care if it's 1970 or 2018. I'm about to kill this some folks. I, I'm going, I'm going to kill some folks. So people are sitting there handing out uh, candy on Halloween, and this dude looks at houses and looks. He's be walking down the street. He'll look at a house. He'll see somebody in there and just turn his whole body and just go into that house. I'm just going to kill them today. And I'm like, oh no. What makes Michael Myers so terrifying is that there is no method to his madness. He's a monstrous hulking figure that lifts you up and could just break your neck. You can kill him though. He's human. And that's what's so scary about him. Like he does this thing where he looks at you and he kind of tilts his head like, oh no, it's going down. Always a great effect, by the way. Dude. And there are some shots in here that are so creepy. Like there's, there's a bit of, like there's, there's a situation where you're sitting there and you're walking by and you're like, what's up with you? He looks at you and he kind of tilts his head which makes it known, oh, you are the person right now. Not only are you the person right now in my brain, you are the only person in the world right now. And that is a problem for you. In my world, you are the only person in it. And that is bad news for not me, but you. And brother, what he does to people. He is a terrifying human being, <laughs> It was easier when they did a bunch of the sequels where he almost was supernatural. He was almost a supernatural figure. Yeah, much like Jason almost, without the, without the magical powers. Exactly. That makes it way more fun. Now it's not fun. He is a serial killer that is terrifyingly strong and he's willing to do things you aren't. You're not willing to do what he's willing to do. And when he... the cer- <laughs> Some of the kills in this movie are so over the top, but they're not over the top, though. He has you by his head. The easiest thing to do would stab you through the neck. So when he does it, you're like, that's over the top. You're like, no, that would be where he swung the knife. But being that it's so gruesome, you're like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, but he was holding her by the hair. So he's so tall that that's where he would just be like, she's screaming. And he's like, what's the easiest way for me to shut her up? Oh, I'll just stab her through the neck. <laughs> now, the, there is a kid on this movie. Young black kid. Uh, I want to get his name. I don't want to. Um, uh, oh, shoot. What is his name? Halloween black. Judy Greer is also in this movie. Yes. Yes. All She's right. Good at the. Is he a little guy? Yes. His name is uh, Jabril Nantambu. He plays Julian. This is that who you're talking about? This kid, he is like, you know, those kids are way, like, way too crafty with their words for being so young. Right. That's what he is. Like, she's like trying to do these coded message on the phone. She's babysitting this older little uh, woman's baby, babysitting. And she's like, can we get the abracadabra when you're coming over? And when she gets, uh, and he gets on the phone, he's like, I know y'all was talking about weed. I ain't stupid. Like, he's <laughs> that kid. He's that kid. He'd be like, I wish I had a good babysitter. But good babysitter had me crazy looking upstairs sleeping instead of sitting here listening to y'all talk. Like, he's that kid. And what he does when Michael Myers comes is what any kid, especially black kid, would do. That's how we survive. And that's what he did. <laughs> I'm not going to even tell you what he did, but when you watch it, you're going to be like, yep, that's what we would do. And there was so much witty banner that I was like, what is the deal with this? 
co-written by Danny. McBride. I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you knew that. I was that. like, yeah. that's what it is. I it totally because there's things that actually make you laugh. And you're like, well, that's strange. I'm laughing during this movie. But then there's offset by um, Michael Myers. And dude, look, I am going to go ahead and go overboard. Um, obviously, Freddy Krueger is the creepiest, but this, this um, version of Michael Myers is one of the scariest things on film because he's a person. He is a person that's walking around doing this. So when you're talking to him, he understands it. So when you're sitting there being like, please don't kill me, and he tilts his head, he is taking in that information and he's just like, no, this is going to happen. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. You can't beat me. So he'll go hand to hand with somebody and know I am stronger and better than you. It's so creepy. It's just so creepy. You're like, what is this? And, and the, the great part is there is no, you know how normally is like, oh, Michael Myers isn't out. Oh, Michael. No. As soon as they realize that he's out, the whole town is freaked out. It's not one of those, oh, Michael, who? No, no, no. All the cops are like, there is only one thing we're doing tonight, everybody. One thing. And that is killing this thing. Everybody on board? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. No stupid moves. Like, no, no, no. We're not doing the whole, we have nothing to worry about. Every single cop is like, oh, guess what we're doing tonight? All night, we need to kill this thing. Okay? Good and break. <laughs> That's how it is. And the fact that all of them do that, and and Michael's just like, well, come and get me. I'll just pick you off. Oh, dude. <laughs> Sounds like you loved it. Dude, it was so much fun. There's obviously going to be stupid things people do. Be like, what's that sound outside? Even though I know Michael Myers is roaming randomly. Who is that? You got to have, have those people. You got to have that. But okay, but I will ruin a little something. Um, here's what I love about this movie. Uh, this time, Michael, Meyer, Michael Myers isn't hunting somebody. That somebody's hunting Michael Myers. There is a quote that Jamie Lee Curtis says. That she's like, uh, they're like, oh no, he's out. Da, 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 da. Jamie Lee Curtis said, oh, I've been praying for him to get out every single day since he went in. And they're like, what? She's like, yeah, so I could kill him. Hmm. I said, get it, get it, Jamie. <laughs> get it, Jamie. She is no joke in this movie. She's just like, where is he now? I want to kill him today. Let's go. Y'all was talking about this yesterday. Let's do this today. Like she's on her own on a mission. She, and you know what you're going to love about it? She's been training since then. Oh, we getting like a Terminator 2 kind of vibe in this one? Yes. Little Linda Hamilton action? No, it's exactly that. They literally plucked it from, I mean, it's a, it's a woman who's been training, you know, getting bigger, getting stronger. Do we get her in a tank top at any point? No. Oh, okay. Just wondering. But you get her, you get her checking the guns, making, you know, doing all those cool machine sounds <laughs> that we don't know how to make with guns. Right. We don't know how that works. Um, yes, that is a cool, um, obviously this is all types of, this is like a poster child for NRA. Hey, somebody's coming to get you better load up on guns. But other than that, um, you're dealing with Michael Myers good. though, man. You gotta have him. Yes, dude. Look. And the thing is, 
her daughter works into this really well. Her granddaughter works into this really well. It's all these things, which understandably, they're like, get over it, dude. He is, he's been gone for 30 years. Why have you been training all this time? She's like, because I knew. I knew there is nothing that can get that, keep that met. Why? Because he'll do things that they won't. He's going to get out and I can't wait. I'm like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis ain't trying to be no sucker. She ain't trying to be no chub. I guarantee she's like, I will produce <laughs> this movie. I will co-produce this movie and be in it on one condition that I ain't no chump. I ain't going to be that screaming while in crate. No, 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 no. Michael Myers is hunting y'all. He ain't hunting me. I don't know if you got that memo in the mail yet, but he ain't hunting me. Y'all getting hunted. I'm hunting home. It is a movie. It's a movie that I enjoyed. People are going to find bullcrap to not like about it. I don't care, man. Michael Myers is a cat. Let me tell you something. If somebody walked into my door and it was, Hey, uh, pick a pick a slasher. Some dude, uh, the dude with the screen mask. I'd be like, oh snap, homeboy, you need to get out of my way. We're about to have some words. We're about to throw some things. Michael Myers now comes into my doorway. I'm screaming like a like like a the banshee, running out of my back window, and off into the sunset. Just diving there through the glass. No, it's done. Why? Because I've seen what he can do now. I've seen that I can beat the piss out of him. And he's like, oh, you think I feel stuff? (laughs) (laughs) I I forgot. You think I feel things? No, my want to kill you is stronger than my pain I'm feeling. See, you're scared, but your fear isn't over. No, I want to kill you more than I hurt right now. I'm like, oh, dear Lord. When you got that guy, you just, what are you going to do? And he's 60 years old and he's been like, I've been waiting Bruh, listen, brother, when he, the scene where he finds his mask again, Dan. I've been wanting to see this movie so bad, dude. I almost went and saw it just the other day and I had to see Star is Born again. I I, I, I owed a favor to Gil, so I missed it. But I want to see this movie, man. So it'll give, it'll give me that one at least because I, I got to see this movie. People, if you're out there, I'm going to, because anything more I say is going to be spoilers. If you're out there. And you don't, you're like, maybe I should watch the first one. And maybe read a synopsis. Here's what you need to know. Crazy man kills a bunch of people on Halloween night. Jamie, Cur- Jamie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis escapes. They lock up Jason and a lot of years go by. The end, ladies and gentlemen, now we're on to the next. That's all you need to know. And you could have probably gotten that from little hints they bring. Because what they do is they make sure that, hey, let's fill these people in for no reason like make extra long things that you're like, why would you say that in a conversation? Because some people haven't seen the first film. So question people. Yes. So do you need to see the first one to see the second? No, that's what the, no, that's what I thought you were saying. I just wanted no, to make they, sure. Yeah. They do a bunch of little things to be like this happened. Well, that couldn't have happened because he killed all those people on October 31st of this year. And she's still alive and had a kid and a grandparents. And she's been doing this all these years. How is that possible? You're like, Oh, well I just saw the whole movie of the last of the you know the first one but they have to so if you have or if it's been so long that you since you since you've seen it the only benefit of seeing the first one is because you're going to see a lot of scenes that they literally lift from the first one just to give you guys little cookies like ooh, you remember this oh remember that 
there's a bunch of little uh, Easter eggs they put in there. You're like, oh, I remember that happening in the first uh, the first one. And so, um, and what they really do really well is there's certain scenes where there'd be something that happened to Jason in the first film. Like Jason would be somewhere and then all of a sudden the person looks away and they look back and he disappeared. This time, Jason does something to Jamie Lee Curtis and he looks over there. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Looks away, looks back and she disappeared. And he's like, what the piss? Like, yeah, she's been waiting for you, homie. You didn't get, oh, it's so, that's what I love about it. They did not make Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is like, y'all ain't ready for, uh, for Michael Myers. I am though. I know what this dude, and she knows what's going on. And it's just fantastic. It's a fun movie. If you have a chance, just go watch it. Just go watch it. Um, it made what it made $70 million on its opening weekend. And I was kind of like, well, that's a lot of money for a horror movie. It totally deserves it. It totally deserves it. And I can't wait, considering the end of this one, where they go with the next one. I'm very interested. I think it's going to be great. I, I would love to have Danny McBride. I want uh, David Gordon Green to still direct. He did a fantastic job directing this, this film. Loved it. Um, I can't wait to see what they do next. Um, I'm probably going to go see it. Well, like When it comes out, I'm definitely renting it. For sure. I'm not going to even wait to like watch it for free. I'm going to rent that movie and see it again. Only because there are some scenes in here where you're just like, like I said, like when he gets his mask again, the love he sees in that mask and how his whole groove changes when he puts it on. Like he's like, oh, I'm back. This town is not ready for me. I am back. I mean, dude, it's so good. So yeah, Halloween 2018. Y'all better watch it. Steve Hudson, what's your rating? I'm going to give it... My reboo is five out of five tombstones. Sounds like it, man. You know, and you put me to shame because I was like, I'm going to just blast through these reviews real quick. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you review right there. That's how you reboo. That's a Hudson. That's a Steve Hudson gold standard reboo right there. But I had things I had. a So I was excited about you would watch these things. You're like, hey. Well, well, yeah, really those, those garbage ones, that, yeah, but, exactly. but I should have raved a little more about Trick or Treat in, in retrospect. I'm not going to, but again, watch that one, guys, because it's really, really fucking fun. You're going to love it. Now, one of, us, one of us has something to do, and do you know what that is? Please, enlighten me. One of us has to go to work. We're getting there. Not, Got a little extra time, so... How, how much time do you have? Um, enough time to try something. I don't know if it's going to come oh, off completely garbage. Do, oh, looking forward to this g but it's like okay i want you to understand right now this is in jest like this isn't me like hey check this out where this comes no no hold on hold on i'm gonna tell you where i'm coming from i'm gonna tell you where i'm coming from so there's this podcast that steve and i both listen to we've listened to it for several years now it's called no sleep podcast and it's the perfect time to listen to this podcast it's uh, hosted by david cummings and what it is is there's a no sleep reddit and people submit their stories and it's kind of like a free-for-all for these guys to take said stories and bring them to life. Put music behind them. Have voice so actors good. do it. It's wonderful. So uh, they oh. have they have the free version, and then they have the season pass version. Which yesterday, I just luckily picked up Steve season pass eleven for ten dollars. Usually it's twenty, but they had a little coupon. You know, do it today and you get that. So I just picked it up. So I was listening to it last night, and oh, of so course good. I loved it. But I had this idea. Like I wondered if I could do a voiceover story type of a thing you know what i mean and now i don't have scary stories i am not a writer or anything like that so what i did was i took something that happened to me in the past and i kind of i thickened it up a little bit i chubbed it up a little bit you know what i mean i gave it a good fluffing and i don't know if i gave it a good fluffing but i just basically put it to where i could read it to y'all 
And I just want to see if I can do this. Now, it's probably going to be garbage. I'm letting you know. But I thought I would incorporate my little, uh, I have something called Morph Whiz here. Because what they do is they have this scary music and then the narrators talk over it. So, Steve, I'd like to try this out for you today. Would you, would you care to hear it? Yeah. This could be complete garbage. Maybe it won't even make the cut. It but won't I'm gonna, be. But I'm going to go for it. Are you ready? Okay. All yes. right. So this is something that happened to me when I was a kid. I think I may have even talked about it on the first Geek Out Freak Out. And uh, it's about uh, someone that knocked on my door one evening and what happened. So the end of this is a little bit on the fictitious side, but I just thought I would do this with you. I, I don't take this seriously. But if someone out there from No Sleep Hears this and goes, oh, dude's got a voice, I'm for hire. Just letting you know. He really, he really does have a voice. All right. So you ready? Yes. Now, do I, I think I'm going to put a little bit, just a little bit on, just for the sake of, you know, atmosphere. Now, listen to this. Can you hear that? I can. <laughs> Although I remember much more before that night, this is the first memory that told me that we live among monsters. I was 10 years old when it happened. We were driving back from a night of fun and laughter at one of my parents' friend's house, a normal Friday night activity. My parents had lots of friends and we were regarded highly by their friends. I remember that mom was driving that night because dad had a little too much fun and it was a no shape to drive. When we turned the corner to our street, I recall dad mentioning that two young girls we just passed shouldn't be walking out by themselves at this time of night. That with the events that have been occurring in nearby neighborhoods recently. There were ramblings in the news about children disappearing all over the state, and though I hardly paid attention to the news at that age, I do recall being slightly rattled by what I heard. It didn't matter, though. Mom and Dad would always keep me safe. Or would they? When we finally got home, we shuffled in and closed the door behind us. One thing I remembered about the door that we had were the multiple diamond-shaped windows. I liked looking through them. The glass was cut so that it would distort the light coming through them, making starburst shapes with the entering light. So much from my audition. I would squint my eyes when looking through them to see various shapes I could make. An easy way to pass the time, but little did I know that I would never be able to bring myself to do that again after that night. Once in my pajamas, I lay in the front room listening to everyone in the house get ready for bed. As the night began to take me, I closed my eyes and began to drift off to sleep. All at once, the peaceful feeling ended as I heard the voice of two girls screaming and approaching our door. They began pounding rapidly on our diamond-shaped windows, screaming, Help us! Help! The doorbell rang, the pounding continued, until I heard the glass breaking and crashing to the floor. At that moment, I cowered behind the couch, too scared to move. My dad's footsteps pounded on the stairs as he reached the first floor and ran to the door. When he opened the door, the two girls all but forced their way inside. They weren't trying to invade our house. They were running to their safety. I'll always remember the trail of blood coming from the front door to the kitchen. The girl that was pounding on the window severely cut her hand as the window broke. Through sobs and heavy breaths, the girl told my father that they had been followed by a man in a green car and that he was right behind them 
My father tried to calm them down and tell them that they were safe now, that the man wouldn't keep them. <clears throat> Excuse me. That the man wouldn't chase them after all, now that they were inside. He was wrong. At that moment, the illumination of headlights hit out windows, hit our windows as the car pulled into our driveway. My dad grabbed a baseball bat that was nearby and ran outside, with my mom desperately telling him to come back in. I was too terrified to move. In the distance, I heard my dad yelling at the top of his lungs, Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! Then I heard laughter. Horrific laughter. The next thing I remember was the lights leaving our driveway and the screeching of tires as the cars drove away from the house. My dad came back inside, ghost white. He's gone now, he said, and he tended to the now shivering girls. I remember them calling their parents and eventually getting picked up. I also remember the ten <clears throat> sorry. I also remember thanking my father for rescuing the girls. That's when the night finally took me and I drifted off to sleep. My parents didn't speak about that night for years. I would ask about it from time to time, only to be dismissed by them. It's over now. What's to talk about? Or, will you stop asking your dad about this? Leave it alone. It was only years later that my father finally told me that the man in the car was wearing a ski mask and had looked my father dead in the eyes while laughing maniacally. I learned that he had told my father, don't sleep tonight. Don't sleep ever. Because when you do, the next thing you'll see when you open your eyes is me standing over you with your family's dead bodies behind me. I often wonder how many sleepless nights my father had after that night. How many times did he lay awake waiting for the man in the mask to come for us? And to this day, I still jump when my doorbell rings after dark. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Good job, man. I liked it. Give yourself an applause. I can't just yet, sir, because I've got Echo oh. on. But you oh. know what? I love giving myself applause, Steve. So That was really good, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm not much of a reader on the fly, though. You know what I mean? I mean, they aren't either. They get edited. That's true. You that's are true. doing a fantastic job. Dude. <laughs> you know what? Like, that story is actually true, but the whole part where he talked to my dad was not. He was just this crazy bastard that really was laughing at my dad, but he didn't tell him all that stuff. I just needed to... I was inspired by No Sleep Wait, Podcast Wait, there was a girl night. that came screaming to your door? Yeah, for real. We were driving home one night. What? And uh, again, I've already talked about this last year, but since we have new listeners, uh, we were driving home. And there really was like some crazy shit going on in the neighborhood. There'd been some kidnappings in the area, not necessarily yeah. in my neighborhood, but there were these two girls that were walking. They were probably, I don't know, I was, uh, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But say it again. Go, 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 go. Yeah. I was a kid. I was probably, you know, like eight, yeah. something like that. And these girls were probably 15, 16 years old. Just guessing. Uh, they were walking by themselves. And I do remember my dad saying, they shouldn't be out right now, man. Like there's crazy stuff going on. And, you know, and, and it was just a very quick thing. I didn't even hardly pay attention to it. And I think I would have forgotten about it completely had what transpired happened. So again, I was getting ready for bed and exactly what I said. We started getting a knock at the door, ring, you know, ringing the doorbell. They're screaming, help me, help me. She puts her hand through one of those diamond shaped windows and she cuts herself. So there really was blood all over my house. 
from the ki- from the doorway to the kitchen. Wait, so she put she punched through your window? She was knocking rapidly and she broke the glass and she cut Jeez her hand. Louise. Yeah, because they were freaking the fuck out. And that what really did happen was my dad did run downstairs. He did have a bat and he did tell this guy, get the fuck out of here. And the dude was just laughing at him in this green car, just staring at him and laughing and, you know, like an irregularly amount of like an irregular amount of time. So my mom called him back in. Let's just call the cops and everything. And the guy got in reverse. I remember this. He got in reverse and he like screeched off. And that was really it. These girls came, their parents came and uh, picked them up. And, but because of that, that was like my first experience with like bad people that people did weird shit for no reason like that. Like he was chasing these girls. It wasn't like some teenage boys in a car that were just trying to like, let's have some fun with these girls. Like dude was a predator. And he went all the way up to my parking lot, to my uh, driveway, rather. And that's what happened. So I really wow. couldn't. Yeah. So this is like one o'clock in the morning last night. And I was just listening to No Sleep. And I'm like, you know what? I bet you I could try this out. So I decided. It to actually was really good, dude. <laughs> I like my little MorphWiz app, though. It makes them scary sounds pretty good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it was really good. I think that um, uh, I think the best stories come out of things that really happened. Um, like, you know, for instance, there was a professor back in the day, uh, this professor heard a story about Hmong kids or Hmong soldiers that used to die in their sleep. They would die in their sleep all the time. Die, 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 die. And they're like, okay, are these soldiers having PTSD enough for them to die in their sleep? And this professor wondered, I wonder if something could kill you in their sleep. And so he wrote a story about something that can kill you in your sleep and named the guy Freddy Krueger. It really happened. So he just, he was like, Hey. Let me make a story about it. What you just did really happened. You were like, hey, let me make a story about it. And you made it good, G. That's hard to do. I'm just saying, David Cummings, if you're out there, that was just like without any edits. You know what I'm saying? So hook a brother up. Let me well, have a job. Let me go on tour sure. with you. No, I'm saying if he's out there listening is what I'm doing. Ah. He's out there in the night, Steve. Yes. In the dark nights. Or... Or, okay, I'm about, to, I'm about to blow your mind right now. What if next year, instead of the movie idea, we make a narrative story podcast? Just for the Halloween day, though. That's the only, the Heroes of Noise horror show. I think that's fantastic. And you know you have, I think, I wish you could find someone who could do the music. What are you talking about, Steve? Listen to this. I know. Here's one for you. No, go ahead. I remember the first time I had a McDonald's milkshake. I didn't know that I was lactose intolerant. I remember getting home and feeling a gurgle in my gut and thinking that it would pass. But it didn't pass. Oof. 20 minutes later, I sat on a porcelain throne whilst water dripped from my rectum. That is so gross. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got nothing else. Hold on. Can I try one? Sure. Go for it. Are you ready? Okay, go ahead. Play, right. play the music. Hold on. Ready? I'll take my echo off real quick. All right. Here we go. This is something I wrote. I mean, I was. I, I just wrote this on the fly. Can you not be Can you not be too judgy? Of course not. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> I guess I should have known by the way you parked your car sideways that it wouldn't last. <laughs> so you're the kind of person that believes in making out once. Love him and leave him fast. I guess I must be dumb. Because you had a pocket full of horses, Trojan and some of them used. Gross. But it was Saturday night, I guess. That makes it all right. And 
you say, what have I got to lose? And honey, I say, it, it, that's just, I mean, it was on the fly. Um, a little horror, a little horror for, for the listeners. I hope you like it. It was just something I came up with in um, my brain just now. You so, know, uh, that was so inspirational, Steve. They should write a song about that. You know what I mean? I mean, I think they should. I was thinking because I have a gray Mustang, so why not big gray Mustang? Ah, uh, maybe if there's only a hook <laughs> that we could do for that. Big you don't gray Mustang. That's gray really good. Mustang. I don't know. Big, there's something there. Gray there's, Mustang. There's something really there. Good. I give you applause on that one too, so good job. Hey, guess what, buddy? Yes. It's time for this guy to go to work. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to the <laughs> the most awesome. Like this, we took it up a notch this time. Dave. I think so. We really, I, if I do say so myself, people let us know. And there's only one way you're going to let us know, and that's by contacting us. Before we do all that, I want to let you know that we have appreciated all the love we've gotten over the last year. We're going to keep it going forward. I love you, every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening. And the next voice you're going to be hearing, and the final voice you're going to be hearing is... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the Heroes of Noise, episode 41, volume 2 of Geek Out, Freak Out. Boils and ghouls, we will be back next week with the Dan Ramirez birthday show as he turns into an old son of a bitch. <laughs> and now, I just want to tell you guys, I had a lot of fun on this one. Hopefully you didn't mind my dumbness too much. Um, like I say every week, ladies and gentlemen, be good to one another. Have a fantastic week. Have a safe Halloween. We love you. We will see you soon. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Steve Hudson. We're the Heroes of Noise. Peace. Peace.